Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time. The back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes. You know me. I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything. BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next. Postwrestling.com. You found us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever podcast app you use. And of course, twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast and youtube.com slash upnext. We are in a very noisy BDE tower tonight, yeah. today, this kind morning. Of, it's kind of brunch with the BDE. Brunch with the BDE. We got our coffees. Got yeah. a little bit of some caffeine going. Yeah. We had a, a, a nice, easy night. I loved last night. We, uh, we usually go live after NXT every Tuesday night on our YouTube and Twitch. Hit that subscribe and follow us and all that stuff. But it was, it was a Tuesday night war. Mm. Last night it was a super title Tuesday, was it? Yeah, super title Tuesday. Title Tuesday. Every one. match was a title. And on then, AEW. well, every every person kind of. has a title on AEW. Yeah, so that's, that's a given. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so we decided uh, we usually do BD Elite every week as well, where we chat a little bit about AEW, kind of as a bonus show. You already know. So we decided, hey, why don't we just chill out, watch both shows, and do like a little bit of a combined show here today. And uh, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk. Talk all about NXT and some some previews for Halloween Havoc this Saturday as well, which we will be going live right after the show. I will be joined by Andrew Thompson to get all spooky and chat about all the things from Halloween Havoc this Saturday. The podcast will be out later that night on this feed as well. But but yeah, we got some uh, like some some housekeeping before we are we going to do NXT first? I think we'll start with NXT. We were we got to be clear with our viewers. We were. We were turncoats last night. <laughs> On a flip of a, it was a flip of a hat. We we just went. Ah, let's watch to, Dynamite. To be fair, there was a t- there were, there were titles on the yeah, line, fair on enough. Dynamite. But um, it was nice. Like we used to at our 
back in the olden days, yeah. uh, the start of this uh, NXT moving to the USA network and AEW, we used to spend at our old place. We'd, we'd watch NXT first. We'd then go either have a little walk or hit last call at a bar, come back and, and watch Dynamite and have it all watched in the evening. It was kind of, I was, although we did it the other way, I was a bit nostalgic last yeah. night doing just chilling, watching an evening of wrestling. I, I had a great time. It was nice to kind of sit back and enjoy it all a bit more without going, all right, we're going live in t- 10 minutes. Yeah, we just hung out. We had a really nice night and watched wrestling. And then uh, we decided we'll go live today because we were actually recording a, a whole bunch of other podcasts later today for the Patreon, which is a great segue to remind you anytime is now a good time to sign up. It's only five bucks. That's pretty much what you spend on a coffee today or tomorrow. So go try us out because if you like Halloween Havoc, we just recorded yesterday a review, 25th anniversary of Halloween Havoc 1997. And I know, I already know what you're thinking. Wow, it's about time these two finally talk about one of the greatest matches of all time, Hogan versus Piper in a cage. Oh boy, I, I'm sure there are some of you who like lived through the WCW days oh. and, and were avid fans and uh, hearing us get angry like you probably got angry a whole 25 years later will be pretty fun but that was a a roller coaster of a show to review yeah uh, it's it's really cool to go back and do uh, on on a show we do called reviews from the 6 we go back and look at some retro wrestling pay-per-views so we decide to uh pick a halloween havoc and well we picked probably the most famous one of course i'm joking about piper and hogan but really the match i'm talking about Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Eddie Guerrero, Halloween Havoc, Mask V title. We finally tackle that one, the whole show. That will be out this week, out on our Patreon for all North American tiers. If that's not enough for you, and you like to keep things a bit spooky, well, last year, we reviewed a classic horror movie, The Exorcist, mm. out on our Patreon. And it and it got you in your, in your demon feels that you thought, oh, yeah. we need to do... The Omen, the original Omen. The and Son of the Devil. Damien. 666. Six, 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 six. And we won't be alone for that one. We're having Bash Ortega join us, who uh, they write for horrorpress.com. I believe they've just been at the Brooklyn Horror Convention uh, convention thing and, and been checking out a whole load of new movies and stuff like that. So it's going to be fun talking to a, a bit of a horror expert. Yeah. We're, we're horror fans experts I yeah, feel. Yeah, so yeah. so uh looking forward to see uh what they have to say about this classic movie and honestly it it might be my favorite horror film yeah. of all time gregory peck yeah. classic it was on disney plus uh, <laughs> ridiculous which is really weird but uh <laughs> great movie so we're gonna be chatting about that getting all scary with some demon talk uh, a little little left field we're finally gonna tackle karate kid part three we finally managed to talk to our, our world champ patron, Howie, who originally picked Karate Kid 1 a few years ago, yeah. then 2, and now 3, and it'll all make Co- Cobra Kai, the series, make sense. And this, uh, I mean, we're recording this right now. It's 11.07 a.m. So far, this show's been moved three times. Yeah. We're, we're hoping in it about four happens. hours' time, uh, five hours' time, this will be recorded. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I've been diving back into the, the Cobra Kai world. I've been starting season four of, of the show, so... Uh, yeah, looking forward to chatting about this one. As yeah, well. if you've been following Cobra Kai, this will be definitely a, a fun show because it's kind of gives the origin of Terry Silver. And did you know he's only like a few months older than Ralph Macchio? Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
more on the podcast this weekend. But yeah, this week is loaded. Go check it out. Five bucks gets you access to all these things, plus everything going on in the pack catalog there. Yeah, we recorded a, a, a kind of show for all our patrons last week, Behind the BSK. It's kind of a taster of what we do for our world champions, a show called Behind the BDE, where we just sit down and, and shoot the shit. And we were lucky enough to have uh, John Ceno Evil and Brandon from New Jersey stay with us last week. So that was just a, a wild chat going all over the place with that one. So check that out if you want like a non-kind of review show I always like these talk shows and, and people seem to respond to them really well. Yeah, we put it out for all patrons uh, uh, as well, like the, the North American tier is there. So, but it's only five bucks, guys. You get so many podcasts. It's like almost 500 podcasts. Go give us a shot. Even if you like one thing you hear, it's probably worth the five bucks. Yes. Maybe, possibly. But go check us out. I want to, we will get into AEW talk later, but I yeah. kind of feel like off the top, like last night was fucking scary watching Dynamite with yeah. Hangman. Prayers and, up for Hangman. Uh, it's out like Meltz has reported he's left the hospital. It looks like it was, uh, I don't want to say just a concussion, but yeah. that was man scary. Hearing Mox talking, hoping he'll walk and talk walk again. And talk again. Like a concussion, we can kind of be a little, I mean, that's still serious, still Still scary, but man, like I felt sick watching the show yesterday and kind of, uh, yeah, it really took it out of me. So, um, Hangman is, seems like such a fucking great guy and, and wishing him all the best. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always terrifying when, you know, we, we see wrestlers get injured or when they talk about their injuries and they're gone off our TV screens for quite a long time, but to happen in the middle of a match, to see the referee kind of go in and, and check on him. I mean, shout out to uh, that ref. I'm, I'm blanking on who it was. I want to say it was, was it Paul Turner, I think. Yeah. Uh, he goes in there and, and knew right away something was up and, and, and basically called and waved this thing off. But very scary times for these, for these uh, guys and gals who like, you know, put us, put on entertainment and us being, you know, super fickle wrestling fans uh, definitely can take it for granted where these, the, the, the difference between, you know, pro wrestling and watching like an Avengers movie or a Kung Fu movie mm-hmm. or something is these guys are doing it, uh, right there live in person and uh, it can, things can go wrong. And uh, I mean, how many scary. times do we see it? It's often the, the smallest, easy, like every, everyone in every match will deliver a clothesline or a lariat or something at Crazy. some point, you know, and it's a lot of these serious injuries kind of yeah. happen from the smaller things. It's not always, you know, Canadian destroyer off an apron through three tables. Like yeah. people seem fine after that. It's, it's really scary. And yeah, we do take for granted what these, these guys and girls put their bodies through every week. For sure. So, uh, I'm, I'm hoping, uh, quick recovery there for Hangman. They say he has been released from the hospital. So that's, that's pretty good. So uh, that's, that is good news. He had the thumbs up, Meltzer was saying. Yeah. Some people were reporting when he was being stretchered out. So still very scary watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll give some thoughts on maybe the whole episode of Dynamite, uh, afterwards. Uh, and we will be jumping into some NXT. Uh, but it ended. Or did it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you know, every Halloween, we do a lot of spooky stuff on the Patreon. But great time to remind you that this Halloween, on the free feed, on this feed, we will be doing yet again another Halloween review. And this year we're on Halloween 5. Yeah, I... Which doesn't look that... That doesn't... You know, looking back now, isn't so bad. I've got (laughs) such a sweet spot. Is it Jamie Lee? Is that her name? Jamie Jamie Lee. Jamie, yeah. Yeah, I've got such a soft spot for her trilogy of Halloween films. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to... this. Is, Paul Rudd's not in it yet, is he? 
Is it this one or the next one? Is in the Sam Hain one? Yeah, I can't okay. remember, man. Uh, yeah, this is our little Halloween gift we've been uh, giving every year since we started this show. Our little Halloween tradition. This was Halloween our very first movie review. Probably. I'm trying to think. Something Probably like was. At yeah. least it will rewrite history. It was our first yeah. uh, movie review. So, uh, yeah, we're going to Halloween 5. I'm very much looking forward to this one. Uh, and this is something we'll be doing forever. Forever. Even though they told us it ends, I don't know, 10 years from now. Hey, uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, what, what's up? What are you doing? Want you're, some money? You're what Do now? 70-something? Like 80-something? Yeah. Yo, you want to be in this movie? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Halloween ends. Without trying to, without trying to you know, give away spoilers and stuff, um, not that I'm sure that, that really matters for that kind of movie, but wow, uh, definite definite disappointment uh mm. in my opinion just because they they filmed these two back to back didn't film feel like that at didn't all. feel like yeah, that at all wouldn't that's you bizarre like who you, the fuck is cory <laughs> well you normally think like i i think of films that were filmed back to back say like the lord of the rings trilogy yeah where it's one story movie and yeah. you can and it's there's a definite like good point to end one movie and start another but it's one big story this didn't feel like that at all no um I I always respect when like especially a franchise like this, it's it's so easy to go. Oh well, Michael isn't dead and he's coming back to kill. Yeah, like and I I respected that they tried to do something different with it, but I didn't think they went about it the right way. I was kind of about thirty minutes watching it. I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. This is a bit different. Forty minutes into it, it's like, okay. We're still doing this. 55 50 minutes. Where the fuck is Michael? Yeah. What's going on here? Um, Whose movie is this? I thought, like, I went to see this with uh, Sino, uh, Brandon, and shout out Rodney. Shout uh, out our Rodney. A lovely listener from yeah. New Orleans who came over for uh, to see A-W. us for his birthday. Um, and we were kind of talking, like, this would have made more sense as the second one, almost. Because Michael's been, quote unquote, killed at the end of the 2018, 2019 yeah. Halloween. And then the second one should be him, like, trying to, like, get his power back and recover. And you could have done a bit of a side story with someone else. And then by the end, it's he's full it power. Together. So the third one is yeah. Halloween in that Halloween kills mode where he's just full on on a rampage. I think it would have worked a bit better. Yeah. Instead, you're building this up as the, like, the final showdown. And it was really anticlimactic. Yeah, very, very anticlimactic. It's basically an hour and, you know, 40 minute movie, hour and 30 minute movie, mm. where an hour and 20 minutes of that is useless backstory for characters we don't know, all to set up the eventual big Halloween ends fight with Jamie Lee Curtis finally fight facing Michael Myers one on one, hell in a cell. It all comes down to this when the whole movie was just like building to this, that really that didn't match that. It yeah. just felt really. Really bizarre. Uh, definite not one of my favorites. And then I went, that had to be one of the worst ones. I still really enjoyed watching it, entertaining, but definitely like on the lower tier of the whole franchise, which trust me, there's some bad ones in this franchise. We know it's not as bad as Rob Zombie part two. And the fact that, that the like the first of the reboot Halloween yeah. was Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, sorry, Laurie, yeah, Laurie, for all these years, for, for, Packing, for 30, 40 training. years, has been training, has built this like cages, like Home Alone style yeah. house to trap this guy and kill him. All she needed was a kitchen. <laughs> all she needed was a frying pan, a yeah. couple of knives, a fridge. Yeah. Come on. What? You wasted all that money and time. 
Yeah, it was really weird. It was, uh-huh. it was a really bizarre way. It wasn't what I was expecting where it would go. It's like of all the different things you could mm. have come up with. Like I'm no script writer, but I'm pretty sure a lot of other horror fans of fans of the franchise could have been like, "Wait a second, why are we doing that when you could do ABCD?" Like, there's so many different. And things. for a full review of Halloween Ends, you'll have to tune in Listen. eight years from now. Yeah, probably a while our, for a Halloween Ends review. By that time, mark my words, they'll be announcing a new Halloween movie. Will we have kids by then? Speak for yourself, but uh, no, no, <laughs> eight years, eight years from time. I don't know. I don't know. Don't put pressure on me. <laughs> Come on. We'll put a vote in the poll. Who who will have a kid by what what would it be? 20 2030. It'll be you by accident. <laughs> <laughs> don't you have a date tonight? I do. Yeah. Fingers crossed, Maybe this guys. This is the great like pre-show to I'll play this one day. <laughs> Halloween ends. Yeah, uh definitely uh was 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 I I was not uh, in love with it like I, I but a lot of people seem like they're upset by it. The memes are great, uh, so you know. Well, I think them. the next uh, horror film on the horizon for for us, it's got to be Violent Night, right? The Christmas. If, John if Christ- we can somehow find a way to review that for Christmas. Yeah, I we think. definitely got to get that. Uh, in. David Harbour. It's John Wick Santa Claus. Is it's it? John Wick. Yeah. The Goldberg film is it? Santa Slay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Essentially, it's uh, that. Looks fun. I watched uh, something that looked like a horror movie the other day. It was uh, super bloody Penta holding up Volano's mask uh, at the end of Triple Mania, which was quite a sight to see. This guy was covered in blood. I'm sure you've seen the, the image now where Pentagon is just dripping and looks like Predator almost, holding the, not so much the skull, but the mask, the honor of Volano at uh, at, tri- uh, at Triple Mania, which was just a, a really great visual, and yeah. I, I I know Triple Mania definitely gets uh, its flack for being all out ridiculous. They could have done a whole botch mania just on that show itself. Oh, every year, right? yeah, every year just deserves its own botch mania. But uh, there was some some great action uh, on that show. Uh, specifically, uh, I really got into Penta versus Volano, but then I really enjoyed uh, Ray Phoenix versus. Vikingo, which we we I mean that that just sounds yeah. insane, but I would I would highly recommend anyone checking that out. Yeah, it's uh I definitely this week's been pretty busy, but uh I definitely want to check out that. I want to check out the Aussie Open FTR match. There's who surprise, surprise, good wrestling. Good wrestling all over the which, world. Which uh yeah, that was that FTR and, and Aussie Open put yeah. on one hell of a match. Definite match of the year contender for sure. Uh I saw that that dropped on New Japan World. Made a coffee, sat sat one down and lit one up and watched it, and definitely could could see why why people were were just raving about that match. And I could see maybe the potential rematch at Wrestle Kingdom, uh, considering both teams have not even wrestled in Japan. Yeah, they've been wrestling representing all, yeah. all everywhere else. So that would be pretty sweet to to maybe go back to that one, which I'm sure they they would. But Aussie Open uh, definitely like. Making a name for themselves real quickly. Yeah, I mean they they've been impressing on the, yeah. the indies for years, and and I think um, the kind of pandemic definitely delayed sort of maybe them being exposed to the rest of the world on a bigger stage. But uh, yeah, I, I I can imagine that match being fantastic. I've only heard good things about it so far, and I I really looking look forward to watching that one. Yeah, would highly recommend. Uh, there was there was some good wrestling uh, all over the place. Hey, even uh, like. People are saying SmackDown and Raw is good these days. So there you go. I've been enjoying. Yeah. Enjoying it. All the wrestling everywhere. Just watch it all. Yeah. Everyone. Well, uh, sorry, guys, but we're not over with the plugs. Oh, man. Because on uh, 
Sorry, what's the date? November 19th, 2022, <laughs> in Newark, New Jersey, Post Wrestling presents their fifth anniversary show live at the QXT nightclub. Uh, a pretty sweet looking venue, if I do say so myself. Hell yeah. And opening the show, the curtain jerkers, if you will. Hell yeah. And we know how to jerk a curtain. Oh. Is the BDE with Up Next. We're doing our live show. We're going to be doing a bit of a game. We're going to get the party started. And this is officially the biggest meetup ever of post-wrestling. We've got post-personalities such as you, such as me. And what more do you want than that? That's it. No, we've got uh, Brandon Thurston's coming. Uh, Benno and Steph, Stephanie Chase are coming. WH Park's coming. Yeah, we could do with that. I that believe one. Jordan Goodman is coming. Oh, yeah. Uh, our man Neil, we finally get to meet our man Neil. Wow. Uh, obviously, John and Way in the main event there. Of course. Uh, Robert Pearson, uh, from Real Digital, who's putting this all together for us. Uh, yeah. this is going to be such a blast. So go, go to Post Wrestling's Twitter, uh, or Eventbrite and search Post Wrestling. You can get your tickets from there. Uh, they range from $30 to $50 if you want the VIP experience. I believe the VIP tickets are almost sold out, and that's a chance to just kind of hang out with us and have fun. It starts at 1 p.m. on the 19th of November. It's right by the venue, so plenty of time to come, watch the show, have a chat, have some bevies before making it over to the Prudential Center. And if you were at our little party last week, you know we know how to throw a party. We had, uh, over the past little while, AEW being in town, Grand Slam on this side of the world, we had a lot of listeners and fans, and you all know who you are. Shout out the BDE community. Shout out BSK. Uh, everyone has been uh, telling us, Davey, that uh, we aren't, we are no phonies. Apparently, we live the gimmick. Everything you heard about us is true. Absolutely, 100% <laughs> true. So you want to party, you want to rage uh, after... After this uh, event in, in Toronto we had, go check out uh, my Instagram. I put up some videos and clips there just because I, I wanted to share some stuff. But wow, uh, last week was uh, – I'm still recovering. Yeah, I've been showing a lot of people those videos because I, I was talking uh, to some regulars at the bar last yeah. week about this event we were throwing and kind of going – I don't know. It's, it, Sneaky D's is a big space. Yeah. And when we did the event a few years ago at Wide Open, it's a lot smaller space. And we kind of picked that because, hey, if we only have 20 people show up, it's still – Looks, looks decent good. there. Whereas sneaks, you kind of have to deliver. Otherwise, yeah. it would be kind of like embarrassing because yeah. it's a big empty space. We were not embarrassed at all. We had, I think, over 130 people. We almost had 150 this. people show up, uh, taking, walked it, walking people, uh, which is just absolutely nuts. Uh, we, we flyered and had basically a bunch of our crew handing out flyers to people. Street team. Yeah. Which was, which was a great because so many people were like, a lot of people showed up being like, oh, my God, I love you guys, or and, and vice versa, which is totally awesome. Some people showed up being like, hey, my friend invited me. And some people were like, hey, you were there was flyers everywhere. This looks awesome. So uh, one guy came up to me being like, so is uh, Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho going to be here? Because they were like on our flyer that we made. And I went, yeah, yeah, just wait a bit. <laughs> he waited. Then he left. Uh, it was it was a fantastic time. Uh, we had some fun karaoke and we put on one hello party. So uh, we can't wait to do it all again in Newark. This is oh, going to yeah. be even even crazier. We're going to be on our best behavior for the show on that Saturday. And then as soon as you know John away John away hit the stage, me and you hit the bar, and then we'll go in full gear as we go heckling John away. <laughs> Boo! Boo! 
Yeah. Uh, well, what would the... your wrestling theme be? <laughs> is the atomic... What's your finishing move? <laughs> is the atomic drop illegal? Uh, yeah, we're super excited, and then we're we're gonna we're gonna look to get some tickets for Full Gear as well. So if you're yeah. thinking of going to the show and all that stuff, please come hang out. And if you're if you're on the fence and you're thinking about it, go because it really is a multiverse of post wrestling coming to 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 life here at this event next month in New York. So uh, we've planned a, a few extra days to kind of do some New York things, which we're super excited about. So feel free to let us know uh, if you're in the area and stuff. But Go to this show, man. It's going to be so awesome. John Away are just the kings of this shit. And to be invited and to, yeah. to be uh, just honored to like be part of it, at, let alone open for them at this event. Uh, I know they're excited. Robert's a good guy. And this is going to be a, a hell of a show. I mean, we really look up to those two. And of course. I think they, they started this whole thing off. And I think the big thing with Post and Up Next is the, the community aspect to it. And I think we... That's something we can really pat ourselves on the back about uh, over maybe other shows out there. Like everything from the the meetup at, at Tim Horton. Hell yeah. Which had a great turnout. Great smoker getting circle. Getting to, to meet everyone. Great smoker circle. Um, it's it's great meeting our listeners and everyone is, is so cool and we really enjoy it. And we encourage uh, anyone who hasn't or has been on the fence, come. We're, we're such an open community. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a sorry, we're we're plugging, but there's a great uh, segue to also like, yeah, uh, we're, our DMs are always open. You know, we're super chill. We love memes. Yeah. You can always <laughs> send things to us. We're always there for you because we love this shit. I do actually, and I promise we will get into NXT. <laughs> but while we're patting ourselves on the back, uh, I did get an email from a certain Mister Dicky Bird. Okay, uh, who, if you've been listening the last few weeks, he's kind of been on our couch. He had a bit of a excursion around North America. Uh, yeah. He's made it back and he just sent something in. He wanted us uh, to read out. Okay. And uh, you haven't heard this yet. So no. um, uh, I'll go for it. He says, hello, Braden and Davey. It has now been a week since I returned from my North American excursion. So I wanted to drop in and say that I had the time of my life. AEW Grand Slam fell on my two year anniversary of being a BDE world champion. And in retrospect, it was one of the best decisions of my life. Never in a million years did I think I'd want to spend time with other wrestling fans. <laughs> but this BDE post community is filled with some of the best people, some of which I now call my closest friends. I'll never forget my 37th birthday with you guys. Nor will I forget Eric's decision to come down to spend that with me instead of going to the AEW show in Toronto. That's Eric yes. Marcotte. Yes. We all left a piece of ourselves in the octagon that night. This message will get long, so if I go on too much, so let's raise a glass and hit the un rundown Excalibur. Shout out. Okay, I've got to do this like Excalibur. Okay. Shout out. Sloppy steaks, broken Airbnb showers, working house showers, Korean barbecue with John and Way, pub crawling with Phil and Eric, walking like Penta, dancing like JC Jane, Jelly Kings, King's Crowns, Turtle Cuisine with Juan Carlos, Norwegian comedians, scissoring at Grand Slam, scissoring after Grand Slam, leaving before Aaron Judge hits a home run, the tacos at the chop house, Moxley winning in front of 20,000 people, Moxley losing in front of 150 people, wet willies with Scott Farry, cheesesteaks with Leone, chopped cheese with Sino, high blood pressure, Malachi's Room, The Lion King, Canadian Border Control, White Rabbit Gummies, Urinating Silhouettes, Big Gunt, Ron Bosch, Scorpio Sam, Big Trav, WH Park, Rika, Geek Insomnia, Snapcat, Brandon, Frank, Dan, BSK, and any honorary oos I met along the way. If you're on the fence about Full Gear Meetup next month in Newark, I can't stress enough how much you will enjoy being around these fantastic people. I'd pack my bags again and go if I could, but my focus now shifts 
to the next chapter of my life, becoming a dad. Whoa. Fate would have it, our first baby is due on 420. Love you guys, Dickie. So, Smoking congratulations, Daddy Dickie. Wow, Daddy Dickie. Yeah. So he he knew he was going to North America for a few months. Yeah. He had to make it count. Yeah. He knew he had to come back. Wow. So we'll never see him again. Yes. In our entire life. Yeah. But he was like a ghost. He had a good run. Yeah. Pour one out. Scissor me, Daddy Dick, as Chris Leone in has the chat. just put in the Scissor chat. Scissor me, Daddy Dick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Dickie is, is a, it was a listener, still is a listener and became, uh, uh, one of our, our close buddies and we, we had a blast. So that was very kind and he has shouted out a lot of people on that list, but we love you. The, the love is, uh, reciprocated there for Absolutely. sure. Yeah. We're going to have to send him, uh, we kind of killed Dickie while he was here. So. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he's going to be using crutches for the next three <laughs> years because of us for some reason. But yeah, uh, great, great stuff. Uh, love the man. Mm. Love all of you. Yeah. We, we pride ourselves on this community and a lot of people this week were kind of praising us just because of the live events and all this stuff. So, Hey, welcome to the community. If you're new, we don't bite. We're chill. We're chill. We're cool. Well, I think it's we've gone quite long patting ourselves on the back and giving our plugs, but we deserve it. We yeah. deserve it this week. You, so we deserve, we it. deserve it. You know why we deserve it? Because we sat through Rampage. Oh, boy. In Toronto. Yeah. We're still waiting on TK giving our money back. Look, I, we love AEW. We'll praise AEW. We'll give them all our money. We'll buy the pay-per-views. We'll buy the merch. We'll go to the shows. But God, don't fucking take me to rampage ever again man. ever man that was garbage hot garbage so i realized a memory came up on my my facebook that a year ago the rampage exactly a year ago was danielson versus suzuki in the pre-show wow you know what we got three factory matches yeah aaron solo qt qt again i think tony niece was in there somewhere and i'm sorry but any of you who are like uh sat at home watching it, reading our tweets and going like, you're wrong, that was a good show. You're lying to yourself and yeah. you're not going to help the product. Yeah. Uh, praising that shit. Like, we're going to go to Demand Lucha on Thursday, which is a local indie promotion, which are fantastic. And I guarantee you will be way more value oh. for your money. We spent face value $117 on that shite on Thursday. Yeah. And yeah, paid 10 bucks at a local show. Cool. Would have been fine with that. But $117... To be given Ring of Honor light. Not yeah. even Ring of Honor. I don't know who the Gates of Agony are, yeah. and I don't care to. I'm not going to learn their name. I don't care. Sorry, that shouldn't have been the matches. All you needed to do was announce one big match, and instead we got champions who are tag champions in four-man tags. We got this dude. Like, dude, that was one of, if not the worst wrestling show i've been to i know the crowd was super hot because they all couldn't get tickets for the night before to dynamite so they know they had to be loud and again that doesn't make the show good i'm happy that people had a good time but i was really disappointed i'll still I, I just said i'll i'll still give tk my money i still got the trust in the man but i was as a, as a wrestling fan i was really giving, let down giving that if that was tagged on at the end of dynamite like normal i'd have been absolutely fine yeah. I thought the i thought the dalton castle promo was fun uh, you did. Okay. I know people were like kind of make fun of Matt Taven and stuff, but like at the end of a dynamite, you've seen a hot dynamite. You get an hour, you get the, the kingdom return or whatever. Cool. I'd have been fine to sell it as a separate show. If you're selling a separate show, you need to fucking book yeah. a decent quality show worth $117. Honestly, uh, I, I've been to some really bad raws and at least stars were on that show. Yeah. Like, uh, FTR was on the show. 
Why weren't they like featured I mean, in the big? I mean, yeah, that's that's Eddie Kingston like, was there. Why wasn't he featured? Raw and SmackDown, like, yeah, there there've been some absolute stinkers I've been to, but you know, it's seeing the stars, getting the entrances, stuff yeah. like that, and no stars. You 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 had Eddie Kingston, you yeah, had Mox. Ricky Starks, and they, they were in dark matches. It was just so bizarre. And and again, like you, someone's out there like, well, it, it seemed good at home. You're being no. We well, we, the report I read, it sounded good. Fuck we went off. to both. Sorry, sh- I spent money. I didn't sit on we, a computer reading about what happened on Rampage. I went to the thing. It was it wasn't as packed as the night before, but the night before was was live. And uh, and and the, the night before the Dynamite in Toronto, it came across like such a big show. And even that, I was kind of let down on how it was booked and everything. But I still had a far better time on the Wednesday than than the Thursday. I just thought that was no effort whatsoever. Just slapped together this really lousy card and. Yeah. Uh, I'll say, I'll go to Dynamites. We're going to go to Full Gear. We're going to continue to go to their shows. I can't wait till they come back. But if they bring a Rampage back, we're going out instead. Oh, no, yeah. I, I will not go to a Rampage. We are not going to Rampage. Not, not at all. A few listeners have messaged, hey, I'll see you at Rampage in Newark. No, you will not. Uh, Benno messaged me because uh, we'll be seeing him in New yeah, York. Yeah, tell him so not to go. figuring out his plans. <laughs> and he was like, oh, it looks like you learned the same lesson I did in Vegas. Yeah. Because they did the, the Rampage. Don't uh, do it. Yeah. Free yourself. Free Don't- yourself. Go out. It's Friday night. <laughs> Go out. Get pissed drunk or whatever your your choice is. Come back and watch it before going to bed. No, don't even do if that. If you want. No, don't even do Fall that. Fall asleep to it, yeah. <laughs> watch Dynamite. Da- AW is great. And I don't want to, like, I love pro wrestling. But if you are spending money on tickets, I don't want to pay to see uh, QT Marshall and Tony Nice and Gates of Agony. the best match on the fucking Q- night. Yeah, he did. Honestly, <laughs> QT Marshall, Dante Martin, which I think aired yesterday on Dark. Yeah. Quite a good match. And <sighs> definitely the best match on the show that yeah, day. Just ridiculous. Uh, a, a bit, a bit ridiculous, but, uh, we still had, we still managed to have a good time, but holy cow. Uh, support your local indie feds mm. at this point. You mentioned Demand Lucha. If you are in the Toronto area, come hang out this Thursday because there's a four way Lucha match yeah. with our boy, Gringo Loco. Gringo, where is he? Who, uh, who attacked the champ. AAA champion Vikingo. Ooh. After the match on Saturday, who's coming in from? We were we were ahead of the curb, knowing Gringo is the fucking man. So yeah, we're gonna have some fun at uh, Lince Dorado's on this card as well. So. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying. I've got friends from the UK coming over. I'm trying to convince Hell them yeah. to come. They're not wrestling fans, and they're like, "Ah, oh, I think we'll kind of want to go to the bars." It's like, okay, but this is a bar with wrestling in the background. Yeah, if you want to just drink, you can't. Lucha, Lucha. Yeah. You you gotta try and try and convince. Them I will. Tomorrow. Can't can't miss demand lucha shows. Well, shall we head to Florida? Hell yeah! Shall we head to the performance center? Shall we head to the Capital Wrestling Center for the October eighteenth, twenty twenty two edition of NXT? We start the Judgment Day's music hits. The Judgment Day from Raw to I think the biggest reaction we've had in the CWC for a while. We we've kind of made jokes about how they pop for Natalia and Dewdrop, but this was. This seemed like the hottest faction in wrestling tonight. They were so over here. Oh, I thought everyone was just happy that Dominic finally One, came to NXT. Came to NXT. Because <laughs> yeah, he needs it he so needs badly. It. Uh, yeah, big pop for uh, for the Judgment Yeah, they were really hot for this. And Rhea Ripley especially seemed like an absolute megastar. Uh, the show starts with Vic Joseph and Booker on commentary. Uh, Vic asks Booker why he's wearing a suit. Because, you know, NXT's casual Tuesdays. And well, Booker turns around, he's like, well, you look like a bum. 
Best thing Booker T said so far. He completely turned me around on his commentary. I'm, we've we've joked since 2.0, me and you, specifically you, have ripped on like, hey, can we like maybe dress up a little bit? Like going to the, the casual section at Target and H&M, you yeah. know, maybe just you're on TV. Whereas Booker just flat out told him like, yeah, this is commentary. You like yeah, you look like a bum. And Vic was like, well, okay. Anyway, Rhea Ripley coming from Raw. Heard, Seth. Uh Big, uh, poor, I felt sorry for Roxanne here because Roxanne is such an over baby face in NXT, but this crowd were here to see Rhea. Yeah. And there's Rhea's gonna kill you chance to the poor girl. Uh, but this was a pretty fun match. Uh, a lot of it is Roxanne who's got a lot of like her, her like satellite spinning, like arm drags and head scissors and things like that. A lot of the match was her trying this on Rhea, but Rhea's just too big. So she'd kind of almost execute the move, and Rhea would just like pull on the arm and hold her up, uh, just showing how big and strong she yeah, is. Yeah, the size difference between Roxanne and Rhea is pretty crazy yeah. when they're standing next to each other. So Rhea was dummying her. Yeah, a series of clotheslines from Rhea. Roxanne uh, goes on top of Rhea's shoulders to finally take her down with a big head scissors, goes for a tope suicida, but Rhea kind of just does the thing, the Samoa Joe, and walks yeah. away. So Roxanne holds up. Uh, Roxanne then goes for a runner off the apron, but gets caught by Rhea and just dumped face first on the apron. And then after the commercial, we come back and Rhea is just dominating Roxanne. Got this big body scissors on. Uh, the elbows, like vicious elbows to the back of Roxanne's head. Uh, Perez comes back with some uppercuts and then... Roxanne starts just ducking and diving from all of Rhea's kicks and strikes. And then Rhea charges at her into the corner and Roxanne moves, sending Rhea shoulder first into the ring post, allowing Roxanne to finally hit the tope suicida and then hits a Frankensteiner off the second rope. And then Rhea just picks up Roxanne and dumps her on her face. Uh, Rhea goes to the riptide, but Roxanne slips out and goes for pop rocks. But again... Rhea's too big and literally pops Roxanne <laughs> off of her. And then she is distracted by Dominic, who's on the outside, who kind of says something to Perez. Momentarily distracting Roxanne, she turns around and gets hit by the Riptide. And Rhea Ripley wins in what might be one of my favorite NXT matches for quite a while. I thought this was excellent. Yeah, I mean, Rhea Ripley definitely coming into her own with this Judgment Day. She's definitely, like, owning it. I swear, every time I see her, she's got a new tattoo. She just, like, becomes this, like, character, this mm. this mommy or whatever they're mommy, calling yeah. her in Judgment Day, right? Like, it's it's very cool, and it's definitely working. Uh, and, 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 you know, I was a fan of her wrestling in NXT when she was in NXT, but I always thought, like, there was, like, the next level to Rhea Ripley. I think we're kind I, of eventually think, getting there, yeah. I, I, I was always a big fan of her in that Mayon Classic where she was that just bullying heel. Yeah. And then she was pretty much, she was babyface the whole of her NXT run. And I, it just, it jarred. It yeah. didn't feel a natural fit. And now she's just a, a cool badass. Uh, Dom. It's working. Yeah. It's so working. Uh, and I mean, every, like, it's just so funny that uh, there's so many, <laughs> she ends every match with the, the hump pin, the yeah. edge pin, I guess. Like, the, it's the Rhea pin now, like, as the internet basically goes crazy. But it's WWE who posts these pictures. Yeah, yeah. It's always them posting it, like, hey, mommy. And it's her, like, pinning Roxanne in that thing. It's just so, the character, like, really works for me. But Roxanne is someone that we've, we've known since coming into WWE. And if you've seen her before, She's really talented and really good and can really shine. And I think the the David versus Goliath with the size difference really made this uh, 
kind of a, a really fun match. I thought they had really good chemistry. Yeah, I thought they played the David Goliath story really well. I, I get a kind of Johnny Gargano vibe from Perez. Sure. Uh, I think she's going to be, I think she could be such a star in this company. She's yeah. got very like natural like ability, uh, great baby face and very talented in the ring, especially she's still really young. Uh, so got a, a way to go still as well. Yeah, uh, I could see it, big things for Roxanne. I I like I really liked her match with Natalia. We had um and sorry not no that was Cora not that was Cora. Uh well, oh Mako Mako was really good. Uh, she's continuing to really impress here. Um and I think one of Rhea's better matches as well. I I was really high on this and and would would recommend going out of your way to watch this one. Maybe it helped that a crowd like were really into it because they know Rhea, they know like the judgment day, like kind of ringside and stuff like that. Uh which would be a reoccurring theme for this episode of mm. main roster kind of invading and 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 joining in here, but uh pretty cool to see and I joked earlier that hey, Dominic's finally in NXT, like yeah, he should just kind of stay here for a little bit and yeah, wrestle. I listened to uh Shawn Michaels on uh after the bell, yeah. Corey Gray's yeah. podcast. And he was just talking about, uh, like his time in NXT. And it was quite interesting because he was kind of going a bit off on old timers. Cause he was like, yeah, people like used to tell me to slow down and stuff. And he's like, there's certainly stuff you can, can take from like veterans, yeah. but also the world's a different place now. Athletes are running faster and jumping higher and stuff like this. It should be the same in wrestling. And was like, I listen to these kids as much as they listen to me. Of course. Because I need to know what's like hip and cool. Of course. But was saying, uh, there's going to be a lot more integration between the brands. Cause he's like, well, my best friend's Triple H. So <laughs> if I'm like Triple H, can I have someone from Raw yeah. tonight? He's going to say yes. So I think we've seen, uh, and this will lead us on quite nicely to the next segment. Um, we've seen a bit of synergy this week with, uh, Roxanne showing up on SmackDown to recruit, uh, Raquel and being in the tag team match and Cora going to Raw to recruit, um, Rhea. Yeah. And then it, it works. It, what, what, going back to kind of what you said, what Shawn Michaels said, it works like that. I always say it, it works like that in like anything in movies and music and stuff. Like example, like, you know, you have this like hot band that was huge in like the nineties, two thousands and they're like now selling out, you know, stadiums or arenas now and they're like, legends of rock or whatever and then they have a they have a hot opener mm. who's on tour with them of course the the older band's gonna teach this younger band like everything but these kids could be like yeah but we got these new foot pedals and then all of a sudden like these legendary yeah. guitarists are like hold on a second wait a second it's the same thing with wrestling yeah. chris jericho in AEW goes in and gives his knowledge of 30 years to like all these young talent and all these young kids but in return I bet, I bet you, you know, someone's, you know, Kenny or, or Ray Phoenix is like, well, actually, Jericho, if you do this, 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 mm. and then he's like, holy shit, now this, like, it, that's kind of how it works in a weird way. Wrestling still is like an art form, right? So, 100%. Uh, of course, it kind of de definitely goes back and forth. And Shawn Michaels is totally right in that, in that thing, because you always see in clips, slow down, slow down, you gotta slow it down. That's everyone telling Randy Orton, slow it down. He's already slow. Wrestling has like moved on. If you watch wrestling, from today's age and then watch wrestling from before it looks a lot slower back then mm. except the cruiserweight matches really but yeah. it does it does work that way he is right yeah i always think as well it's you can like there's you can do the like rest holds without we just reviewed halloween havoc and how many rest holds where nothing happened yeah you can slow it down but like still have shit going on you know like always like 
be selling with the face and like struggling rather yeah. than just holding, like make it tight and stuff. Like I think there's a way that both are correct. Yeah, if you, exactly. If that makes sense. But I think people here slow down and it's like, well, just stop. Uh, but yeah, interesting podcast. I, I recommend listening to it. And and you can tell the synergy of main roster is like in total full effect. I mean, last week on NXT, they told us, hey, uh, Roxanne and Cora are going to the main roster shows to find opponents. That's why Rhea fought Roxanne. Mm. You had Grimes going to the main roster to find some partners, as we'll talk about. We had like there was a lot that they promoted and then giving this show like half of the show is main roster talent. Mm. So it is different. So we see Cameron Grimes uh, with the OC Anderson and Gallows, and uh, they're saying that things are just too sweet. Gallows and Anderson kind of excited to be here at NXT, and they say, well, why did we accept your offer? And they go, because of all the paper. paper. And Grimes gets out the dollar bills, and they're showing off the money, and they all want to go to the moon. Uh, so yeah, Grimes on Raw showed up and kind of went to the Good Brothers and was like, <laughs> hey, I know you guys love money. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe it. The Good Brothers are on NXT. Oh, yeah. Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, the luckiest sons of bitches in oh, wrestling. Yeah. Absolutely love them. God bless them. But uh, this – I didn't see that bit on Raw. Mm. I, I didn't watch Raw this week. So as soon as I saw these three together, I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're talking about money. This could be money right here. Mm. You know how the Bullet Club always had like they were – you know, Finn's accessories. They were the Bucks accessories. Make the OC, if that's what you're going to call it, the not the the show, the OC, but yeah. the original club. Make that with AJ your main roster thing, but have Grimes come in as their like new, like their junior. Yeah, their like, junior. You'd have like you know, uh, AJ would be the heavyweight. Yeah, and Kenny would be your exactly, junior exactly. Yeah, I I think it like telling me Grimes and Anderson Gallows at first is like that sounds weird. Seeing them together. It makes a lot of sense. They all like kind of pissing around, big loud mouths. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think he fits in. I think it, like partnering with AJ, AJ kind of mentoring him. And I think doing, sowing the seeds a little bit now, having Grimes on Raw, having these guys here, you don't need to pull the trigger right away. But yeah. in the next pay-per-view cycle or whatever, you could have Grimes come to help them and that could be his call up. I think it works really well. And I, I thought this... Watching them interact here was pretty fun. Yeah. And on Monday, they, it felt they like seem they, chemistry. Yeah, to have chemistry. And and not to, again. This is just us kind of like fantasy booking. I think we we've been for months saying, "What do you do with Grimes? Work? What can we do with him?" I think this makes sense. The whole money thing. Yeah, you could go into that. Maybe explain that on the main roster that this guy, you know, hit big with GameStop or whatever. But, but it, it's literally like Gallows and Anderson's actual story. The the whole time yeah. from from going from you know New Japan to WWE to potentially AEW, but they actually went to impact it's always their story is like money. how much money we just yeah. want money two swimming pools yeah. you know that <laughs> so like it makes perfect sense Bigger cameron grimes yeah. being like hey i've got a load of money want to be my tag partner they he could be there they're like they are a good accessory to to aj styles to finn to whoever they've been around and i think with grimes in the mix there it could be good and i was like okay and then the match later here on this show really made me think that they should go in that yeah. direction and they have, and they have matching gear. Oh yeah, we see Tony D'Angelo with stacks, and Tony D says tonight is a big night, and I can see in your eyes, stacks, that you are looking strong. Um, and he he asked stacks to help him get in the ring as he's still in his uh, on his crutches, and he says this match is about respect and proving to everyone who you are, and allow me to introduce everyone your opponent when I return 
from commercial break. Ah, ah boo. We want Seacrest. it now. We want it now. Classic Ryan Seacrest move. We see Grayson Waller, who says, uh, last week the wheel started spinning. Chucky appeared on the screen. I don't know what's going on. And But at Halloween Havoc, Apollo Crews' visions will end. And I blinded him with my star power because I want him out of NXT. And I'm the only one brave enough to say it. But no one here wants him. And that's when Chucky appears on the screen Whoa. behind him and tells him to shut his trap. And your match at Halloween Havoc will be a spin the wheel, make the deal match. And Grayson, as the chicken shit heel, is obviously cowering away at Chucky and the fact that it's going to be a spin the wheel, make the deal match. He's terrified. Later they tease that it could be a like an inferno match. It could be a casket match. It could be a buried alive match. I think we're just going to get a no DQ match. No it's DQ. Always, you always see on the wheel all these cool stipulations. And it's going to be a stairs match. What, is there like, like an eye uh, match? Yeah, what's the eye match that we saw at Extreme Rules that one time? With Seth and it Ray. Do that. Eye for eye an eye, eye match. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, probably what absolutely. it is. Uh, so Chucky's back teasing the cross promotion with USA Network. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. So Stax is in the ring and it's revealed his opponent. What? Nakamura. Wow. Comes out, returns to NXT. Welcome home chance. Ring out in the arena he never wrestled in before, but it's okay. It's, uh, it's the, 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 the spiritual home. Spiritual right? home of NXT. Um, Shinsuke wearing a, a black and yellow uh, like jumpsuit. Very here. Kill Bill. Yeah, very Shinsuke, Kill Bill, but yeah. on brand. I, I thought that last week Tony D'Angelo was like, oh, it's someone in our family. Like, you're going to fight someone. So I didn't know Shinsuke was Italian. Uh, NXT Italy, remember? Yeah, NXT Italy <laughs> is strong here with Shinsuke representing. Uh, yeah, this uh, this is actually quite fun. Yeah. He does the good vibrations in the corner. A lot of his big kicks, stiff kicks. Stacks come back with some pretty sweet looking uppercuts. Uh, Nakamura catches him with a flying kick and then does the come on. Uh, more kicks from Nakamura, followed by the Enziguri, and then his sliding German suplex through the ropes. Kind of didn't quite get it. Got more of the trunks yeah. pulling stacks back. Um, Nakamura then dives and rolls through into an armbar. This is where Vic Joseph announces that Grayson Waller has left the building, and Booker <laughs> T's like, yo, can we call the match? <laughs> uh, stacks then slips out this armbar and comes flying in with another diving uppercut. But Shinsuke catches him with the Kinshasa, sending Stax out of the ring. And then Stax is like struggling, gets back in the ring and tells Nakamura to bring it. And well, Nakamura hits him with the Kinshasa a second time for the one, two, three. Yeah, uh, I would say like this was, you know, obviously just to get Nakamura in there and, you know, bullet, beat him up and, and uh, like take him out. But Stax... Did show some like aggression. Stax actually busted Shinsuke open somehow, yeah. some way with some strikes, I think, in the corner. But uh, it, it showed that this guy was placed with this gimmick of being the Italian paperboy or whatever he's supposed to be, and like can wrestle. So this was like almost like here, jump into the deep end with this shark, essentially, because yeah. the gimmick here, the storyline now is almost baby facing because afterwards Tony's like. You did me proud. Yeah. You're my boy. You did this. I, I did that on purpose. You he needed says, to learn. You show this. me stuff I didn't know you had. Yeah. And I, I think that was true. I, I thought Stax looked really good here. Yeah. I think he's got a nice, like, aggressive streak and his, his, like, upcuts and, and yeah, his punches and strikes look really snug and pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's up to, you're lumbered with something like Stax. But Lorenzo, it, it's, Channing Lorenzo. It's up to you to own it and make that work. We see with, Jungle Boy. Like, think, if, if NXT 2.0 started, 
and we didn't know who Jungle Boy was, and you introduce someone as Jungle Boy, you go, this is fucking horrendous. Sure. But over the years, Jungle Boy has owned it, and now he's at the point where he's kind of shedding the skin and being yeah. a Jack Perry. Uh, but Jungle Boy doesn't sound ridiculous anymore. It's up to Stax to, like, prove it. You it's know? up to Stax, guys. And to own it. And who knows? Ten years from now, we could be like fucking stacks you know fucking stacks is fucking jack uh but yeah i thought he had a good showing here and yeah and nakamura actually seemed a little motivated here i i didn't think he was just going through the motions which he easily could have being in nxt against a a pretty green guy i'm sure he's really happy triple h said look sean wants some dudes i know you want to surf you want to go to florida yeah. look you don't have to come back you can stay down there for a while I, do we see nakamura come back or is this just some sort of one-off? I think it's a one-off. Because I know he, you know, he probably just wants to surf and shit. Yeah. So, like, could see him back. Here. Yeah. Uh, if he does come back, there are a few other matches uh, I'd like to see. I'd like to see him and uh, Ilya Dragunov Ooh. really go, Ooh, yeah. go against each other. Ooh, yeah. That would be crazy. We see Fraser and Axiom backstage, and they're pretty much doing what we did for the first 30 minutes of this show and was just patting themselves on the back. They're going, huh, we've had... Such good matches recently, and last last week's match topped it. Oh, the way like you counted my counter, and then I countered <laughs> your counter. Oh man, we are so fucking good at wrestling. Look, their matches were really good, and last week's match was fantastic. But what geeks this here? This made just, it uh, so geeky. What's worse is what's worse is Axiom's got this red Power Rangers mask, and he's got this gray turtleneck <laughs> so he looks like he's dressed like james bond but wearing a lucha mask yeah. i don't know it was really weird uh Pe when penta wears street clothes he looks like the most fashionable guy but this just looked a little yeah. funny to me but, uh yeah. this is where robert stone and von wagner come in yes. and says uh too bad you don't win titles by being internet darlings and uh i don't care who it is not you not mellow not wes not that new guy, <laughs> which I think the best thing Wagner's ever said. This may be just behind. You didn't even know though. that guy. But he's like, that new guy. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Uh, he calls Fraser soccer boy and they square up. So yeah, uh, just kind of heating up all the uh, components of the ladder match next. I'm still waiting for them to just go, yeah, Axiom, you're in the match too. Just add him in the just match at this in. point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Von Wagner making us laugh by saying that. New guy, that other guy, soccer boy. Von Wagner's turning it around, guys. Mark my words. I'm wondering here if uh, Axiom is the one to take Fraser out of the match. Oh. I, I think them being so pally here, um, I think it could be turning more into like an evil superhero, change the costume up a bit. I think it could work, and then you could maybe do a bigger blow-off match between these two. And then you do a mask versus hair match yeah maybe maybe and just get it off of him it's revealed that it's a kid it's a kid uh but yeah i thought they were way too friendly here so uh, i could see an axiom going oh i want you to be north american champion i could see him being the one to cost interesting him. maybe interesting um we then go to alba fire versus sonia deville uh sonia obviously returning last week uh booker is pretty savage on commentary here right at the beginning saying that he basically thinks Sonya hasn't done enough since being here. She she was in Tough Enough in, what, 2015, I think? Uh, Something and, like that, yeah. And hasn't, he said he hasn't, she hasn't really shown enough. She's been in the system quite a while now. Yeah, he pretty much buries yeah, Sonya he really Deville did. here. Uh, basically, like, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. Uh, which, yeah. I, it, I mean, it's a weird one because she, I, I've 
liked Sonia Deville for a while. Obviously, the thing with the she had that a really good feud actually with Mandy, and then that whole stalker thing happened. So of she course. took a step back from wrestling, and since coming back, she was in the GM role. She didn't wrestle for a long time, and when they've had a wrestle, it's kind of being in that GM role. You know, when like wrestlers now move and they forget how to wrestle. It's kind of been that thing. So I don't think she's given much of a opportunity to show off what she can do. Yeah. But also Booker isn't wrong as well. Fair. Uh, but I don't know if it's something you really want to be <laughs> showcasing. Sure. Um, you get a big boot from Sonya to the face of Alba Fire. Gigi and JC get on the apron to, to distract. Alba goes for the gory bomb on JC. Uh, but DeVille comes in going for the big boot, but accidentally clocks Gigi in the face, allowing Alba Fire to roll her up for the win and after the match all of toxic attraction are beating down on alba fire when toxic attractions music hits and mandy rose returns in this cat suit yes uh, looked fantastic and she first of all like obviously she's been through a, a horrific tragedy recently so good to see her her back um but she says alba fire you made the wrong decision you got your title match and I'm going to fight fire with fire. And then Albus fights off everyone with the baseball bat and just puts it in the face of Mandy like like she's Sting and scares her away. Whoa. So when Mandy said, we'll fight fire with fire, she clearly means at Halloween Havoc we're having an Inferno match. <laughs> it's As wrestling fans, it's what your mind goes to. If you're talking about... Like, eye for an eye. I want an eye for an eye match. Yeah. You're saying fight fire You're with fire. You're spelling it out here. Yeah. I want the ring to be surrounded with fire. <laughs> Instead, it's a singles match. But it, it, it is. That's but... okay. Uh, yeah, Mandy coming out looking like the, the, the star that she is in this insane yeah. cat suit here. But she is the champ. I don't necessarily see uh, Alba Fire being the one to take the title off of her. They've definitely uh, tried to heat up alba fire but it kind of is not so much working deville losing right away also just instantly kind of throws her back into that like you're the yeah. accessory there you're the side thing there so it is kind of weird but i can't say i'm too interested in this match uh, no me neither i'd be i'd be like it would be an upset of feuding a long time it feels like way too long and we, I, we've I, had the match already and then they went yeah. away and now they've come back to it the Mandy, the Mandy thing, like I, it does need to go away, but I don't know who the person would be to take. I it. think you have Cora, sorry, Roxy win the match yeah. on Saturday. Saturday, and then she challenges Mandy, maybe gets the title from Mandy, and then you go back to the Cora feud yeah. for the title, sure. perhaps, yeah. or the other way. It doesn't, it doesn't work quite as well because Mandy's a heel and Cora's a heel. Yeah. Although you'd want Roxy to chase Cora for the title. I'd feel, but maybe, yeah, you do it. I, I think Roxanne is is the girl I go with in this. Alba Fire for champion. Let's go. Yeah. We see Wesley and Oro Mensa backstage. Who? Uh, the or, new guy. Or, new guy. <laughs> uh, Mensa says how sick it is teaming with an NXT tag champion. And Wesley's like, oh, dog, no, it's sick teaming with you. I don't and, know who you are, but it's sick. And <laughs> thankfully, Trick and Mello jump them. Uh, and Booker's just laughing. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, like that, it they need to learn how to write for babies' faces better because yeah. it's with Wesley and Wesley and Nathan Fraser are very similar to me. Where I'm like, you could be cool, but you're just too happy to be there, happy to team with everyone. Like 
you need some sort of edge. Yeah, you know what happened? To, what happened to wrestling? You know, when they go backstage and Triple H is lacing his boots and he's just in a bad mood for yeah. no reason. That's what I want. Yeah. In Stop being so happy backstage. Yeah. Don't go over your matches on camera. Talk. Do that off camera. Be 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 the character you are. Like it's wrestling. It's not happy go fun time. Yeah. So they're all brawling. The action comes to the ring, uh, and we start the match. Uh, Mensa hits a big drop kick off the top to Trick, and now Wes and Mello are going at it. Wes goes up top, but Williams knocks him off, and then that allows Mensa to take out Trick. There's a code breaker from Mello. Uh, he goes up top and hits the nothing but net guillotine leg drop, um, spiking Wes. Wes sold this great kind yeah. of. He took it on the back of his neck and then landed on his head. And Mello pins Wes. Um, and then after the match, <coughs> Mello and Trick continue their beat down on uh, Wes when Mensa starts to fight back. But yeah, this is just getting over all the characters in this, in this uh, yeah. match. And didn't really, uh, not much of a match here, but that nothing but net always looks pretty good. Yeah, he sold that uh, amazing, like almost like an RVD cell where he like spikes himself and then lands the other way. But it looked really cool. This was definitely a throwaway match to kind of heat up everyone involved in this five-way ladder match because then like Fraser comes out, Vaughn's out there, everyone's fighting, yeah. people are jumping around and, and stuff. But Wes losing here could be a good sign that he wins on Saturday. Maybe. But is, I, that, is that who you'd want to go but with? Actually, to be honest, this segment didn't make me excited for this match. And I thought this week and last week, they'd done a kind of lousy job of hyping this match. Because the only person who's the star in the match is Carmelo. Is Melo. And I kind of don't want him to win because I want him to move on move to on, yeah. something bigger. Yeah. So the only option is Von Wagner. Von Wagner. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. yeah, I don't know, really. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be good, but I definitely, this the, this wasn't the hype I, I'm with you. Yeah. The, I think the wrestling will be good. I'm not sold on any of the characters, yeah, really, exactly. apart from Mello. I exactly. think that's the thing. Yeah. Um, we get a, a schism style, uh, sorry, a shield style schism promo. I'll say that five times Schism fast. shield style promo. Uh, Gacy says hypocrisy is running rampant in NXT and you are the poster boy, Cameron Grimes, blah, blah, blah. Uh, nothing will stop the schism from tearing you down as creepy music is playing and they, they leave the camera on the floor. Is this still, is this camera guy still laid out from last week? Yeah, and they just <laughs> stole his camera. He's like, oh, he's still here. Let's then pick it up. who's playing the piano music underneath? <laughs> That's just really creepy. Uh, it's really shit, these, these promos. Yeah. Uh, love Gacy, just like I, ironically. I, I, pref- I prefer him doing this. I prefer him now that he's like angrier to doing the smiling creepy thing no actually uh, like it's still not good but i'll st- i'll say that it's better than druids for no reason and kidnapping dads and stuff yeah, yeah. like at least he's like like going with this he's he's shedded the like yeah. facade of being spooky this no just the smiley creepy right. friendly guy and now he's just being a little bit more sinister because I, I think i'm still not into it but i do think it's it he sounds better because he, he's he's just like the rest of the world. He's over that smile movie that came out. He's like, ah, it didn't do that well. Reviews are not that great. Let's move on. I don't know if you saw the advertising for that movie where right. they just had people smiling yeah. and stuff. That's pretty much what he I was doing. I kind of want to see it. Uh, <laughs> Would it be better than Halloween ends? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, Bron Break is interviewed. He says he'll spear both uh, JD and um, Ilya because um, it's the KO show. Tonight. It's the KO show, and he looks up to the KO to KO. Uh, he said, Kevin Owens achieved a lot in NXT for the short time he's there. And there's always something awesome on the KO show from the very first one to the very last one they did with Austin at WrestleMania and nothing lets him down. Um, 
yeah, I I kind of like how they're built. Like KO show definitely seems like the biggest talk show they have now after sure. that Austin segment uh, and kind of hyping that up for the main event. But we go to the schism, uh, Gacy, Jagger, and Rip. Taking, Jagger Reed? Jagger Reed and Rip, Rip Fowler. Rip Taylor? Rip Fowler? Taking on Cameron Grimes and the OC, the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Big LG, Doc Gallows, whatever you want to call them. The OC. Bullet Club. California. Uh, and as you mentioned earlier, Grimes in matching gear wearing the black and the red. It's looks yeah, pretty cool. It's not even just black and red, but like the sequins are the same. Yeah. So it makes me believe that they are now maybe going to be going forward I as a group. So. They look good together. And call me crazy. You're about to run down the match. This is the best. They, the OC. They actually wrestled yeah, in yeah. this match. Am I like I? No, no, I, yeah, I really enjoyed they, this match. They've, <laughs> they've, they flat out in interviews this past year have been like, we purposely did not work in Impact. We stole their money. We worked the worst, lousiest matches and took the 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 money that they gave us because we just we don't care. And here they are, probably working harder than they had yeah. in Impact. <laughs> so it's the whole first half of this match. It's Grimes just being beaten down by the dyad. Uh, Grimes does come back with his double Rana to both uh, Jagger and Rip. Carl Anderson comes in, and this is where Booker T is just going off on one, saying that the Good Brothers remind him of the Steiners and the Nasty Boys, and he says he's campaigning <laughs> to put the Nasty Boys in the 2023 Hall of Fame. I agree. You're like, but whatever, Book. I mean, I, I guess he's like two guys, not really good wrestlers, but got, got over with the fans, you know, just put him in the Hall of Fame. But the Steiners, where's that comparison? Steiners, no, Steiners yeah. are amazing. You said like the Nasty Boys, yeah, yeah. Like these guys don't do suplexes. They don't. Okay, one guy's big, but again, completely different body types to the Steiners. I'd say they're even in more better shape than the Nasty Boys ever were, too. But anyway, I feel it's definitely Vic is talking, and then he's like, "Over to you, Book," and like Book's like, "Uh, well, uh, they remind me of the Steiners and the Nasty Boys." Let me tell you something about the Nasty Boys. They should be in the Hall of Fame, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Luke Gallows comes in and hits a bunch of elbow drops. Uh, the Dyad hit their, uh, like plancher backbreaker thing to the outside. They need to abandon this move. Yeah, I, I like, I like these two, but this move never looks good. Cause Not once. Jagger Reed just misses him. It's yeah. like, and I helped every time. <laughs> uh, in the break, uh, Dyad actually hit this pretty f- cool, a flip to Grimes into a seated powerbomb from Gacy. Yeah, this was cool. I, I know someone in AEW did this move where like they, they double team wheelbarrow the one guy, but as he's flipping, the other guy catches him into a sit out Liger bomb. Yeah. So reminding you that Gacy can be good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gacy is now like showing a really aggressive side, kicking down at Grimes, just screaming. Grimes comes back with the collision course. Gallows comes in with the hot tag. Yeah. And boy, was it a hot tag. Big boots. Uh, hitting roundhouse kicks. and uh, Yeah, I, I thought Gallows looked good Told here. you. Uh, had some speed about him here. Looked great. He goes to the magic killer with Anderson, but it's broken up. It now all breaks down with all six men in the ring. Uh, Dyad go for the ticket to Mayhem, but Grimes just comes in out of nowhere with the cave-in to break it up allowing the Good Brothers to hit the Magic Killer to Jagger Reed for the uh, for the pin in what I thought was actually a pretty fun six-man tag. Again, they looked like a solid unit with Grimes adding to the, the Good Brothers here. Like the gear and stuff match. It kind of makes sense. They both are like kind of funny, can be, you know, yep. serious but funny at the same time. Uh, and as soon as they're celebrating, 
the Good Brothers just go, okay, now pay. Where's the money? Where's yeah, your they're, money? They're, they're like, checking his tights. They're, they're like, yo, his where's your money? his tights. Like, oh, wait, where's the money? He's and like, then he's I, like, I got hold, it. I got it. he's like, hold on, hold on. We're going to the moon. And earlier they were doing it with him, and yeah. then they're like, no, 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 no. Give, give it, give us the money. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we'll, 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 half now, half later, you know, kind of thing. So I thought that was funny. Uh, another cool Gacy move. He runs at Grimes at one point and hits like a shoulder tackle, thus launching Grimes kind of in the air and then at the same time catches him mm. and backbreakered him. So again, Gacy shows that he can actually wrestle really well. Yeah, I, I felt we got more of the GYV style with the dyad here yeah. and Gacy showing off more aggression than we've seen before, which really works for him. Um, and and yeah, the Good Brothers bringing it too. I, I thought this over-delivered for me and was, was a pretty fun match. I can't believe I enjoyed the Good Brothers in a match, but uh, I'm now campaigning to see Grimes be like their yeah. their new uh, friend. Veer is backstage and he's asked what he whispered to Sanger last week and he says everyone wants to know everyone's business and what I said was for my brother Sanger and no one else and Sanger comes in and says brother I'm ready to listen and Veer goes okay brother and they, they walk off. What do you think he, he whispered? Sanger, Sanger. Remember what happened to Marco? No he's yeah. Sanger, Sanger Yeah Veer? I'm coming. <laughs> That's it. That's all he's saying. Uh, so now they're getting back together. Seems that way. And he doesn't even t- mention that he left his friend, his friend hanging there. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, saw Valentina Ferreira post a picture with a, a guy recently. I think Sanger was like, oh, I know my place. Gotcha. Hi, brother. Yeah. Veer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get a, a kind of sit down. Uh, like split screen between Julius Creed and Damon Kemp ahead of their ambulance match this Saturday. Uh, Julius says, my brother's career will be on the line on Saturday. And since Brutus was born, I've looked over his crib and protected him. And I've got nerves, but nerves are good because I'll use these nerves to crush this clown because you jumped Roddy. You chained me to a cage. And Damon Kemp interrupts and says, look, there are two sides of this uh, Creed brothers. We got the world-class athlete and former tag champion, but also we got this world-class loser who is just jealous of me. Julius, you're like, yo, jealous of what? You've done nothing. And Damon uh, says that, well, this isn't an amateur wrestling match. This is an ambulance match. And Julius is saying, look, I was better at you than you at college. I achieved more in one month than you achieved in your entire career. And you're not even the best in your family. Ooh. Ooh. He also says you're a clout chaser, Damon. Like you joined us knowing like you're gonna leech off us. Yeah. Like you're you're reaching. Uh Kemp calls him Captain America, uh, and Julius finishes by saying, uh, this Saturday will be the eradication of this cancer that's been feeding off of us. And well, Damon ends with, Yeah, well, come Sunday, your brother is gonna be in the employment line for a job. Damn. I, I thought this was pretty good between these two. I, I've been impressed with both of them and Sounded quite heated. I, I like them bringing up their past, like pre-NXT with their amateur wrestling career. I thought both had some pretty good lines. Uh, I thought this did a, as much as I enjoyed that hospital segment last week, uh, this did a better job of heating up this match. Yeah, I'm still not completely sold on it, but it was uh, a way better direction than last week. Last week was just too campy. I yeah. can't get the visual of Roddy in the wheelchair with the neck brace out of my head. It's just so funny. I've sent it randomly to people without explanation. They're like, who is this? Is Are they okay? No, it's Roddy. He's fine. I still think 
Roddy is turning yeah, on Diamond Mine now. And then that's how you get them out of NXT yeah. or something. But Julius um, putting him in things like this is pretty much like prepping him for, I, I think, a lot of things to come in, in his career. I do see uh, big things for the Creed brothers. Um, and the ambulance match, yeah, I do think you have them fight. And then Roddy comes out of the back of the ambulance yeah. and turns or he's on the driver. Or something yeah, like something that. like that. I, I do. I do suspect Roddy is in on this I this attack. So. We never saw the attack. No. So therefore, it's like a movie, right? Like, well, did the guy die? Did we see him die? They say he's dead, so, but so did we see him? He was in a neck break for weeks. Like that is a yeah. That's not just a beatdown. Like a, he broke the guy's neck. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Roddy ruse because I think he's he's lying to the Creed. I think Diamond Mind is not forever. They'll stay together. But the creeds will be their own thing. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like this style of interview. Like we, I like whenever they do this. We saw it recently with uh, yeah, Seth. Seth and Riddle. I think it works quite nicely. Yeah. We revealed the host of Halloween Havoc. It's Shotzi. Don't call her Blackheart. Yeah, welcome home, Chance. And Shotzi says, if there is one WWE superstar that screams Halloween, it would be Shotzi, baby. I hosted Halloween Havoc in 2020, and it was one of the most horrifyingly badass days of my life. And this Saturday, we'll... We've got to go more balls to the wall. And I get to uh, the final piece of my costume when Raquel and I win the tag titles against Damage Control on Friday. And I'm going to make this Halloween Havoc the most terrifying event in NXT history. When, terrifyingly, Zion Quinn comes out <gasps> and he's going to talk. So we're all scared here. I was very scared. Yeah. Uh, he says, if you want Saturday to be box office, you'll need me to be your co-host. But Quincy Elliott interrupts and says uh, that he's a big fan of Shotzi. Uh, you're a ballsy-ass girl, not afraid to tread uh, on on other people to get what you want. I like how Quincy says, look, as much as I'd love to see Zion Quinn in a costume, yeah. I don't think he'd be the, the right host. <laughs> so Shotzi sets up the match where the winner of this will be the host of Halloween Havoc. The co-host. The co-host. That's right. Um... So the match starts. Quincy clotheslines Zion out the the ring. Uh, tries to pick up Elliot, but Quincy counters and kind of squashes him. Uh, there's just a boat, about boat, uh, a load of shoulder blocks and stuff. Quincy, sorry, Zion, getting confused with a Quinn and a Quincy. Zion goes to leave, but Hank, security Hank, blocks his way, um, which sends Quinn back into the ring, allowing Elliot to hit the splash and the bonsai drop uh, for the pin. Uh, Quinn's Hand was like way under the rope here, but yeah, who cares? Uh, yeah. The ref didn't want him to co-host Halloween Havoc. Yeah, I don't blame him. So quick squash match here from Quincy Elliott. Obviously the right choice. Quincy Elliott will be quite a fun co-host with Shotzi. And then Quincy and Shotzi shake their bums. They do shake their bums. Sometimes you just gotta. Uh, yeah, uh, this this match sucked. It was really quick, thankfully. But uh, I, I'm loving the Quincy character. Yeah. But the wrestling definitely has not shown literally anything. Uh, so I, I'm... I'm already like, ooh, that was that was rough, and I know it was a quick, you know, throwaway match. But Zion Quinn doesn't know how to wrestle either, so yeah. so it was it was a little rough. Uh, and I just you you just told us Shotzi was the host, and then now you're telling us like, oh, there's there's co-hosts, and I I get it, give the rub to Quincy, and, and I think it'll be really fun and entertaining. But definitely was like, oh, okay, can't we just have Shotzi? I don't know. I I think like they're getting this Quincy character yeah. over. I think it. It's good to give him a, a like. I look forward to seeing what he's dressed as. Sure. Uh, I'm sure he's going to have an awesome costume. I'm sure Shotzi maybe, will too. Yeah, maybe they'll do a sort of joint costume kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this wasn't much of a match. I mean, Quincy, he, all he's had is squashes so far where he's just squashed 
like literally, literally squashed, squashed the bonsai guy. drop. Yeah. I would like to see him tested with something a bit more. Um, but yeah, uh, the character is working for me. Um, Thea Hale is at Chase U and she's mad that she let Keanu James beat her last week. And Bodie Hayward says he thinks Chase should let her have another match. Uh, Thea does her scrappy do. Let me at him. Let me at him. And then Chase says, well, I've got homework for you. Oh, homework. And says, there have been many things that have happened at Halloween Havoc. And we see clips. He says, we had Hogan versus Ric Flair. We had DDP versus Goldberg. We had Mandy Rose winning the (laughs) Women's Championship. We had Dexter versus Grimes in a House of Horrors match. The Yeti and the Chamber of Horrors. But we don't want to go there. Didn't, didn't even show a clip. We'll maybe of play. We'll maybe talk about that another time. He like glosses over. Uh, it. Very funny. Chucky then interrupts, and Bodie loses his mind. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing, interrupting Andre Chase?" And Chucky, there's a lot of like bleeped out stuff yeah. here. Chucky says he's gonna fuck him up. And Basically, then, it's Chucky says, "Yeah, well, I'm gonna." And, and they're all acting like he's Ooh. like said like the most horrific shit. And then Thea Hale goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of swearing and bleeps and yeah. blurps. But yeah, so. These are fun. Yeah. I, I, I chase you's growing on me every week. Uh, I also like how we, we forgot to say that um, Andrew, uh, sorry, Andrew Chase. Andre Chase says that their homework is they all need to go home and watch Ray versus Eddie from yeah. that Halloween Havoc 97, yes. which is a cheap plug. Go check out our review coming Absolutely. out this week on the Patreon. But uh, he's not wrong. He's, he says it was a personal favorite of his, so he knows his shit. We get a, a quick uh, contract signing of the uh, of the tag titles. Uh, Idris and Malik say they're going to change the world. Uh, and next week, it's Tag Title Tuesday, as we have both the... We've got what it's Idris yeah. and Malik taking on... Pretty deadly. Uh, pretty deadly. And we've got Zoe and uh, Nikita taking on Katana and Caden. Yeah, there was an, a little uh, inter- like sit-down thing like this for them as well, basically saying like... You know, the, K- Casey and Caden basically Katana, sorry, saying that they're the champs now. But yeah. I like NXT have kind it's of okay. established the contract signing in an in like an official office, office yeah. rather than just while they they were in gear. No, they were in full gear. Yeah. That's okay. Um, we also get the uh, Raquel versus Cora match uh, for Pick Your Poison. Uh, it's a lot of Raquel just ragdolling Cora around. She launches her against the turnbuckles, hits the. The Snake Eyes is just basically bullying uh, Cora, who then has enough, grabs her black kendo stick, and Raquel grabs it off of her and attacks Cora, causing the DQ, allowing Cora Jade to win here. Whoa, so Cora technically gets the victory in yep. going into Halloween Havoc with the Pick Your Poison. And Cora's kind of laughing as she's holding the ribs. It was all part like, of her plan. Yeah, uh, this this was not uh, Rhea versus Roxanne. Not no. much of a match here. I like how Raquel's pose is, look at my back. Look at my back and I'm smiling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after the match, Roxanne attacks from behind and goes to hit Cora with the stick, but Cora gets away. Ah. Um, we go backstage where we've got the NXT locker room who just... Have been watching these uh, these contract signings. Oh yeah, we got another signing from Caden and Katana, but yeah. not much to talk about. There. Yeah, here it's like the the backstage people playing poker, having some drinks. They They're like having not a Halloween party, but like a pre a pre party, kind of like Briggs and Jensen always do the APA kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Briggs is kind of leading this here, and he's like, right, Halloween Havoc's on Saturday. 
we aren't booked, so we're getting drunk. We're going to play <laughs> Halloween Havoc drinking games. So anytime something weird happens, have a drink. And as he says this, Sol Ruka just walks past on her hands. Yeah. And is like, hey, that was Whoa, weird. That was weird. Have a drink. <laughs> and they're kind of talking about all the different tropes we see in wrestling. Yeah. Like, I think they say something like, every time someone interrupts someone, have a drink and yeah. stuff like they're that. They're doing what we all do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're just getting uh, drunk. And then Jiro comes in and Briggs is like, Are you excited about Halloween Havoc? And Jiro just yells something. And Briggs goes, you spit on me, Jiro, but that's all right. <laughs> and they're all drinking. Um, yeah, this this is fun. I, I do think Briggs is kind of... This kind of felt alien to him, this character to start, but he's yeah. really like owning it a bit more now. Sure. Um, it's all I, it's all Fallon Henley. She brought everyone Fallon's together. Great. She yeah. was the glue to this, this unit. Uh, but Sol Ruka, who we haven't seen since her debut, just... Walking on her hands backstage, very impressive. Yeah, uh, I was. I, I laughed really hard because he literally is like, you know, drink if something's weird, and then just this, these legs appear out of nowhere. And she's like, yeah. "Hey guys," it's like, "Whoa!" It, it was kind of just making fun of NXT as well. It's like, yeah, we've well, got some weird yeah. gimmicks here. So you should have seen last year. Yeah. So I think these could be kind of fun cutaways on on Saturday. I love how they're guys. playing poker, but Duke is nowhere to be found. Yeah. Unless <laughs> unless you watch Raw or SmackDown, I think he showed up on on Saturday. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. We go to the main event, which is the Kevin Owens show, uh, the KO show. Kevin interviewing all three members of the triple threat match. Uh, Owens says, well, this week I got a message from Shawn Michaels inviting me to be the host on NXT. And seeing that he was pretty much the guy that made me want to be a wrestler. How could I say no? And my role here is to keep the peace, to make sure no one wreaks havoc. Get it? Havoc. Ha ha ha. No, all right. Um, and says that there's been this right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard to recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things with a program that complements your regular recycling. Cause plastics can be so much more. Give this trash the second chance it was hoping hard to recycle plastics can be so much more participate in the hefty energy bag program happening in your neighborhood today get ready ohio FanDuel, america's number one sports book is coming to the buckeye state and to kick things off you can get started with 100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus plus when you sign up today with promo code ohio sb you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in ohio then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Guy who's been stirring the pot and trying to get into everyone's heads. And it's this creepy motherfucker over here. <laughs> uh, he calls him JD... Don't Google me. Yeah. Uh, JD, what? Well, Mook, Mook, don't Google me. JD McDon't Google me. I yeah. mean, that is uh, a little Ooh. interesting because a lot of people who might not know what that means will go and do that. Yeah. 
I um, thought that was a little... Je- like, Owens was kind of savage on JD here. I yeah, he think. called him a huge creepy weirdo, kept saying creepy. He kept moving away from him, like, I don't want to be near you. But the yep. don't Google me thing definitely... Uh, it popped us, but yeah. we were like... I. Pretty shocked you said that. Yeah. JD says, you can call me whatever you want, but in four days, you'll be calling me NXT champion. Um, Dragonoff says, I didn't uh, headbutt Bron last week on purpose, but it also wasn't a mistake. Uh, and Bron says, well, I didn't mean to spear Ilya out of his boots, but fuck it, I did. <laughs> um, and Ilya says, uh, I stood over your body after that headbutt, as you struggled for air. And in that moment, I realized that you are a human. And I saw a chink in the armor of a great warrior. (laughs) And that bullet was meant for Worlds Collide. But at Halloween Havoc, I will take back that title that should have been mine in the first place. I love Ilya has this just very Shakespearean style of promo. Very good. It totally works for him. Yeah. Uh, Bronson says, sorry, Bron says, well, over my dead body, and there hasn't been anything that kept people down, kept you down until I speared you last week. And as long as I'm breathing, this championship will be mine. Um, the Ilya and JD kind of point out that Bron, the last time he lost the title was in a triple threat match. And KO's like, Hey guys, you two should stop fighting because I'm sure both of you agree that this weirdo should not be NXT champion. And no one wants to see that. Not me, not the fans, not you. And I spoke to JD McDonough's mum and even she doesn't want him to be champion. <laughs> JD says he doesn't need any approval. Um, and Kevin's like, you're so creepy, man. You're weird. Um, Ilya says to JD that you'll always be a contender and never a champion. And... Uh, then this all breaks down. There's a big brawl. Uh, Ilya hits the torpedo Moscow to Bron, and Ilya's posing, holding the title high when Austin Theory's music hits, and he comes out and holds up the Money in the Bank briefcase as it, Money in the uh, sorry as NXT goes off the air. Yeah, as commentary like, oh, what could this mean? Which is kind of teasing the fact that Austin Theory is thinking about cashing in on the NXT World Championship, which kayfabe-wise makes a lot of sense, Austin. I think so. As long as you've got these titles unified and Roman's the champ, no one is buying uh, Austin taking the title from him. I think it's a really bad idea. I also don't really like the idea of Austin just losing the briefcase to someone else. So I think this is cool, uh, teasing that he could be... NXT champ, it adds a little uh, extra wrinkle to that triple threat match. And maybe Austin Theory in NXT for a little bit wouldn't be the worst idea either. Yeah, uh, there is, there, it feels like there's a lot going on with this match because I think everyone just wants to see Braun versus Dragunov. But then, of course, like you don't want ne- to necessarily have Braun lose or Dragunov lose because they're, they're definitely treating him really highly which is great uh because you you mentioned you loved his promo style i mean how crazy is it that people rave over the past few years about this guy having match of the year back to back but not only like he is literally a complete package i think they're sitting on something with dragonov that is much more bigger than just him putting on banger matches because he does have this like aura about him and the way he talks uh i know WWE not always treating foreign talent quite the best, but they have in the past little while. It works for him as well. I mean, his English is perfect. He's fluent in English. Uh, And his accent matched with this kind of 
promo he style, so good, it, it man. works. He's very captivating. Yeah, if Sean and Triple H are high on this guy, then like he could be a really big deal in WWE. I I I know that this is probably just another Braun retains pay per view mm-hmm. stop here, but. Things would be a hell of a lot more interesting if you do make that switch. Maybe JD is the one to take the fall or vice versa. I just – I don't think it would – it would be least interesting if JD wins it. Yes. Because then you can't go to Braun versus Mello or Braun versus Dragunov one-on-one or anything like that. But uh it would shake things up if you did switch this out. And I do think Braun could just possibly go up to the main I roster. I think so. Yeah. Um I think Ilya as well, he's, he's got such a promo style that cuts very nicely for a video package. Yeah. You know, some of his lines the about Zah. the warrior with the chink yeah. in no, the armor great. and all he's, this stuff. He's great. Um, maybe like, like an Ilya Austin Theory match down the line could be really good for Theory. True. You know, like something quite like yeah, I- less, cause Austin Theory, I, I'm higher on him than some people, but he is very like generic WWE wrestler. Yeah. And maybe a match where he's just getting, Slapped around. Slapped the shit out of. Could bring something out of him a bit. Okay, so are you saying that maybe Braun loses the title because Theory cashes in, and then you have Dragunov on the chase? You could have Braun move up, and then Dragunov maybe chase him. Right, okay. I don't know. Yeah, that's not not quite a bad idea. It does make it a bit more interesting. Because I will say, like, the match will be really good with the three of them, but adding kind of the tease of a briefcase does make it just a bit more interesting of the outcome. I also think it could be a nice little thing for Bron to have where his weakness is triple threat matches. True. You know, he always gets screwed. And like now there's a bit more synergy between main roster and NXT. It's something you could carry through. Bron Breaker has never won a triple threat match. Something like that. I think could be a nice little add. To yeah. Character. Uh, we also got Braun reusing the line, uh, you want to, you want friends? Get a dog or something like that. Yeah. It, but when no one said the word friend, so it was kind of weird that he brought that <laughs> up, but it still works because, oh, oh, oh. But yeah, uh, cool, cool kind of ending, kind of keeping us on our toes, making, maybe making it a bit more interesting than it was going into, uh, Saturday there. But uh, overall, an all right episode of NXT. This might be one of my favorite episodes for a while. Yeah. I thought the, I thought the wrestling really delivered. I thought the, uh, all the backstage segments were delivered for me. I, I didn't groan at any of them. I thought the, the, the segment with, uh, the KO show at the end got me more hyped for the match than I was before. Yeah. I, I, maybe it's because I, I watched it after Dynamite and I knew I wasn't recording right after and kind of relaxed and just enjoyed it, but I was, pretty high up on this episode i i thought it was a pretty strong show yeah i mean having the the opposition of of wwe going up against their competition is what i mean uh meaning sports uh not so much uh AEW dynamite but i think re- wrestling fans were probably watching both at the same time and flipping back and forth but they did a good job of bringing in some of the main roster talent that a lot of your WWE fans would tune into to yeah. catch these guys especially if you saw some of these people pop up kind of Kevin Owens promoted, you would, you would go in to check on that. I thought they did a good job of kind of heating up some of the matches. They've even heated up next week. They're like, hey, these two tag my ta- title matches aren't on the pay-per-view, but you're going to get them next week. Tag title Tuesday. So like, that's also a good thing that they're doing. Like promoing next week is something that like, is, is something they continue to do, which is good. Uh, but it did get me like into, I'd say the least excited 
pay-per-view. Like, the, the, the card itself isn't that strong, I'd say. Uh, let's run it down, maybe. But first, like any other... No, no, no. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, I know we're going, to, going long, but we should yeah. do our predictions for the show. Yeah, I mean, we kind of... Let's, let's stay on the topic of the main event. We kind of just did with, you know, well, Braun could lose the triple threat, or Theory could cash in, do a Seth Rollins, or... Or, you know, screwing Dragunov essentially out of it. Like, Dragunov could win it and then instantly lose it at the same time. Yep. But I do think Braun retains. But now teasing theory, that could make things a bit more interesting. I'm going to say new champ. New uh, champ regardless. I'm going to go with theory. And maybe theory is a guy that, you know, ha- is still on Raw with the NXT title. Got maybe it. doing a bit of double duty for a okay. little bit. All right. Uh, so I'll go with theory. I'll go Dragunov just because it would make me super hella interested in NXT. We've got... Carmelo Hayes versus Oro Mensah versus Wesley versus Von Wagner versus Nathan Fraser for the vacant North American Championship in a ladder match. Yeah, I think we're going, uh, we're going end one with Carmelo Hayes here with the, the th- is it third title reign if he wins this? Yeah. So he's the only real big star in this match, uh, that I could see him going with this title. I might go Von. As as much as I don't want it, I, I'm like looking. I don't. I could see an axiom turn yeah, on yeah. Fraser. I don't think Wesley or Romansite does. I don't think they're there. Big yet. Vaughn fan, are you? So I don't know. Maybe Vaughn and have someone chase him for yeah. a little bit, and Mello could perhaps be moving up. Wasn't sure. he on main event or something recently? Yeah, he could be moved up real quick too. He's he's he runs circles around a lot of people on the main roster when it comes to promos too. So I yeah. mean, he's he's got everything ready there. Roxanne Perez versus Cora Jade in a Weapons Wild match. I think Roxanne should get the win here. I think Roxanne uh unleashes the 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 darkness inside of her. She's got to to use that 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 force to beat her friend who turned on her. Yeah, I mean, this is this is following the formula of, you know, Champa Gargano, of uh, Gargano Cole, of Cole Kyle. So I think it's time for Roxanne to take match two yeah. and then probably a two out of three falls match down the line. <laughs> Hell in a cell. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree. Uh, Julius Creed versus Damon Kemp in an ambulance match. Hmm. Now, you don't normally see baby faces lose ambulance matches. True. Um, but I agree with you about the Roddy thing, so I'm going to go with Kemp. It's going to be like uh, the end of Halloween ends, where it's like, hey, we need an ambulance, but not for you. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> it's for you. It's for Roddy. I think he comes out of that ambulance and screws the Creeds uh, somehow, some way. Uh, I guess we'll see. But yeah. And then we- Apollo Crews, Grayson Waller. In a spin the wheel, make the deal. We'll see what the match is. Hopefully, uh, uh, what uh, coal miners glove match? Yeah, definite. Not don't know I, why this is I on the card. I don't really care. I don't assume care. Apollo. This could be on TV next week, and I wouldn't care. So yeah. I really don't. Uh, don't They've really done care. such a bad job with Cruz down here. Yeah, for since sure. Going down. Uh, I will go Apollo though, and then Mandy versus Alba Fire. Uh, I think Mandy retains. I think so too. I I do think I think uh, the women's title match is. I'm not interested in and the Apollo Grayson match. But I think the other four, uh, I think the ladder match will be entertaining. Um, yeah, I, I think the other four actually do sound quite strong. So I am quite looking forward to this. Uh, but yeah, definitely on the lower side with the women's championship and the Apollo Grayson match. Uh, before we kind of uh, jump into uh, 
Dynamite, some thoughts on that. We do have two pieces of feedback on the Facebook page, UPNXT group on Facebook. Join the group and uh, share all the memes and feedbacks and questions and all that stuff. We go to Sean, who writes in, talking about NXT. He says, amazing show tonight. A great go-home show for Halloween Havoc. All the main roster cameos worked to perfection. And what a tease at the end with Theory apparently threatening to cash in on saturday match of the night goes to roxanne and Rhea. but honestly i loved every bit of this show the chase you segment with chucky was amazing and the backstage segment with briggs and jensen and the other talent playing uh for drinking games was hilarious more for this please and see everyone on saturday i think we're in for something really special mm. so he loved this episode yeah we go to Morgan, who says, HBK must be lucky to have Triple H in the position he's in to borrow main roster stars to elevate NXT. Rhea Roxanne was good. Shinsuke teaching stacks and manners was unexpected. And the KO show set the table for Halloween Havoc's main event very well. And then there was Austin Theory. <laughs> if he cashes in on Saturday, I'll have a stroke. Please don't, Magan. It's, it's just entertainment. Uh, I'm glad Shotzi is hosting Halloween Havoc again, and I can't wait to see her get-ups this year. You and I both. <laughs> P.S. It's time for Alba to send Toxic Attraction out of the territory. Sending good vibes to Hangman. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, let's give some thoughts on, on Dynamite as well. We usually do BD Elite every week, mm-hmm. and uh, well, we thought we'd just kind of put the two shows together because of this uh, Super Tuesday, if you will. We won't go uh, too in-depth, but... I mean, I was pretty sad last week in Toronto. We didn't get the Lucha Brothers, but I was even more sad. We didn't get Joker Penta live in I the know. flesh. You know how mad I was. Surely for us. For us. But instead, been. here in Cincinnati, out comes Joker Penta. Yeah. You know I love my Joker Penta. It's the best Joker going. It's the best Penta going. It's the best. It's, it's just funny. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> how many times he's worn this. It's, no, I've never seen him wear this yeah, before. Okay, it looks right. amazing. <laughs> we do need a Robin for for Phoenix, like the 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 shitty like. Why can't it be Batman? Ray Phoenix, Batman. Like, oh, true. Wouldn't that work? Yeah, no, he's joking. Yeah, yeah, true, true. <laughs> I think Robin would be more funny, like the the Burt Reynolds. Is not Burt Reynolds? Uh, Burt, what's his name? Yeah, that guy the, with Adam West. Yeah, Burt. Yeah. <laughs> Burt. Burt. yeah, the Burt. Hey, Burt. Uh, yeah, I, I was kind of bummed that we didn't get that in Toronto last week, but you know, I love my, my Joker Penta cause, uh, we like walking around the house like Penta. Walk like Penta. Penta walk. Mm. Uh, there was a trios match with the, I, I'm, 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 I know I'm a wrestling fan, but is it so hard that every time, you know, a person wins a tag title, then they're put in a trios title match. You want a trios title? Well, you know what? You're also in a singles title match. Yeah. It gets a little confusing. Why? Because everyone has titles. Yeah. There's titles from Japan, Mexico, Ring of Honor. There's titles. Everyone has titles. That titles don't mean anything mm. on this show, in my opinion. It feels like sometimes. So there's a trios match for the titles featuring the guy who just won the All-Atlantic title yep. last week. All right. Keep up. So the trios tag match here with uh, the best friends facing off against the death triangle, meaning Joker, Penta, Ray Phoenix, and... Uh, Pack, who's pretty pissed that Orange took the title from him last week. And uh, the the basic story of this is we've seen Pack using this hammer mm. to win some matches in a not-so-nice way. And the Lucha Brothers were not about that life. They were like, whoa, whoa, whoa we're not using the hammer, which eventually uh, ends up... Uh, they, they end up winning the match anyways because Ray Phoenix hits the fire thunder driver on Trent. Damn near crushing him here with that move uh, to get the win so they retain and, the trios yeah kind of showing oh we can do this without you pack yeah because uh, because there was yeah the discourse between them 
Uh, yeah, this was we we were having a little trouble with our our box while this was going on, so I I didn't concentrate on this one as much. Um, but I did feel okay. We're we're going back to the match we saw a few weeks ago. I get that this is kind of the feud that they've, they've been Pack and Orange have been feuding. Um, but this was a fine opener, but didn't. It was more about yeah the story. Oh, are the Death Triangle like going through a bit of a a breakup right now? Which I, might be a bit muddy right now, especially when you're trying to establish these trios titles. You you already had them, you know, the Bucks hold them for a day and then be relinquished. And um, I, I don't know if it's the best move right now to be showing discourse between this group. Yeah, uh, I I love the Lucha Brothers. Uh, after watching Triple Mania and the ultimate like final boss that Penta has like become into, like unmasking legends and stuff like that. It just makes me think that these guys aren't being used maybe the, the best way. The visual of, of Penta and Ray Phoenix, like being your, your lucha gods here in AW, basically killing it for the past three years. I'm not saying they, they haven't had just amazing mm. matches and amazing angles and stuff, but I do think there is more to them than just being the trios thing. I, I do like after so I'm, the visual of him holding the mask where he's just a mess. I'm like, this is like yeah. a main event guy. Like this guy re- rewatching some stuff for some podcasts the past few weeks with Lucha Underground, him being, you know, the, de- the arm breaker and all mm. that stuff. Like he's just, he's everything. And Ray Phoenix is everything. Pac is also amazing. Them kind of teasing some, some stuff would make me believe that they break up and lose the trios titles. But Pac is definitely playing heel lately with the, the hand. Yeah. I just feel like I, I agree with everything you say about yeah. the Lucha Brothers, but if you're trying to, if you're trying to establish this title, I think I think it it sucks that you've lost like the House of Black and things like that. I do think you need a strong run, and I think the Elite were going to be that to start with yeah. to establish this. So I don't think in a bickering does these titles. It makes them feel like accessories. Exactly. Whereas if you want, because we've had like a great trios division in in AEW prior to these titles. Yeah. I, I think you need to make these feel a bit more prestigious, and I don't think doing this right now helps. It's way too soon. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't. I, I I almost forgot that this was a title match. I'm yeah. Like, oh, they're just fighting because last week was that exactly. that other title match that doesn't really mean much. Also, so it's just and again to just throw a title match out cold like. What it, what is we just the saw this just match. because you're feuding. Yeah, we we just had this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I need a bit more. I know it's Title Tuesday, but you need. I I need a bit more than just ah. We 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 hate each other at the moment, so I'll put my titles on the line. Yeah. Well, we then had a another title match: the AEW Interim Women's World Championship. The champion Tony Storm defending against Hikaru Shida, uh, which was. Pretty great, actually. I got really into this. They did a nice job just before this match as they kind of had the match graphic go up. They showed all these photos of them, like, wrestling together as, like, teenagers and Whoa. stuff like that. Uh, commentary are, are saying that these two have 10 years of history together. Uh, I just thought it's, like, that's a story right there. Yeah. And you could have built this up a bit. Hikaru just coming back cold last week in a tag match and then this match being announced. I thought they did a nice job in those... 10 seconds of selling this, but I thought, oh man, we could have actually built this up to be something bigger. Yeah. It's more interesting than a lot of the women's exactly. stories they've been giving us. And they've done this before yeah. with, uh, if I think back, like, was it Emmy Sakura and Riho or something like that? Where just on the day they're like, oh, Emmy trained her like when she was a kid. And you're like, oh, I mean, 
now I'm more invested, but yeah. could we maybe have a bit more of that? You could have told that? us that, yeah. yeah. Uh, these two clearly know each other because they have some great chemistry. They're hitting all sorts of moves, crazy enziguris, meteoras. There's a – Hikaru Shida does the – is it Okada who does it? Like the dominator when you sit out while doing it? Mm. It's awesome. Uh, there's like an emerald flosion. There's like the snow plow at one point. There was some great near falls. Tony Storm getting some advantage with the, the hip attack. Uh, but then there was like a dragon rana. There's the pile driver. Uh, there was some awesome stuff, but it's Tony Storm uh, eventually getting the 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 win the win with the Storm Zero. Yeah, Tony hit a beautiful German with a bridge, and then the tornado DDT that she's been doing quite yeah. a lot recently, followed by the Storm Zero. Uh, yeah, to- Tony's continuing to impress me uh, in AEW. Um, Sheeta, it's like I fear like she'll disappear again for another three months, uh, but showing like she's a uh, I think an integral part of this women's division because she does put on really good matches. And I thought these two had a really good physical match. They weren't afraid to hit each other. Yeah. Um, I thought the, the closing like finish to the match was very strong. Um, just the, again, like would have been nice with a bit more of a build. And there, there were, was Brit and Jamie just before the match basically saying one of them will be, well, Jamie says one of us will be the interim champion by the end of 2022. And Brit goes, no, one of us will be the AEW women's champion, but that's another issue. Mm. So kind of a bit of shade thrown at Thunder Rosa there, I felt, but both kind of on the same page. And now they're like, yeah, one of us will be champion by the end, which I, I see happening. And I yeah. see it being Jamie. Uh, Reba and Jamie attack and then allow Britt to make her entrance to get booed here wearing her uh, Steelers jersey. But yeah. uh, they come down to try to make the jump on Tony when Riho comes out. Soraya runs out. Oh, sorry, Soraya, right. Soraya and Britt, and Britt was like, yeah, let's go, which which they needed to do the first time. Because remember, Soraya just made everyone look like geeks? Yeah. They had physicality last week, but yeah, this, this, was, this was cooler. This yeah. was way better. So these two are going at it, and then that's when Riho comes out to return and kind of make the save there. Again, how many returns of Rio are we going to get? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but seeing Soraya and Soraya and... Uh, Brit kind of go at it was was I think maybe we needed to see that a bit early a bit earlier because really didn't like the way uh, she came into AW no. so far so uh, this was pretty cool. We then go to uh, Wardlow. I think he was talking about Matt Taven. Remember last week we joked that we would see Matt Taven and then he actually did. Yeah, we've seen Matt Taven live way too many times. <laughs> Shout out Matt Taven. Hey, uh, I know there's reports of uh, online. I saw on post wrestling and a lot of other wrestling outlets saying there's some reports that, you know, Adam Cole, the concussion injuries and some injuries that's going on. Like there's chances people are saying he might not ever wrestle again and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, prayers up for, for Adam Cole as well. Having the kingdom back would be a good spot to have him in and kind of lead that group again. Kind of, yeah, especially seeing that the, the whole thing was teased with, you know, Undisputed Era and that's just fallen apart. It's gone. Um, this is something you could do and definitely uh, if you're trying to build this Ring of Honor thing up and Adam Cole could help that. Yeah. I, I, uh, again. Also, who knows what is that? It's been very quiet. Yeah. We haven't really had much updates. He's been out for quite a while, uh, which is concerning. Um, but all the best. Yeah, honestly, all the best I hope both he's all right. Adams. Yeah. yeah, all the Adams. Uh, then we have FTR who mentioned talking about having targets on their back when Swerve and Keith Lee come in, and this sets up that they're going to have a pretty much a, a number one contenders match for the tag titles next week on Dynamite. There was a good line from Swerve here because um, 
FDR have been number one contenders for a long time, for seven months, apparently. And Swerve basically says, oh, it's it's interesting. You've been number one contenders for seven months, and now you want to go for it? So it's a way of kind of uh, putting down the acclaim. It's almost like, oh, you, you didn't want to challenge when we were when uh, we were champs, when the Bucks were champs, but now the acclaimed are, you're kind of going for it. And FTR are like, fair enough, well, let's go next week. And Do we see teasing s- a bit more tension between Keith Lee and Swerve, where Keith Lee's like, yo, chill, you're being an asshole. Yeah. Do we see Swerve kind of... Because if you go FTR, that means FTR acclaimed. Right away, which, which feels very odd. Which yeah, it doesn't feel very right. So I, I do think we get the rubber match of Swerve and our I glory. I think Swerve could cheat to beat FTR, yeah, and then have the rubber match. And I think, I think maybe put it back on Swerve and our glory to do like as hot as the acclaimed are. Mm. I think they'll be hot without the titles. You've had that crowning moment. Yeah, the aim is to get to FTR, and I think FTR versus the acclaimed is a big mistake because I think the crowd will probably pick. The acclaimed at this point. I, I do think it was really weird last week not getting an acclaimed tag match as well. Like, they're champions. Again, a, broken record, anyone who watches AEW, they don't treat their champions well. You no. win, and it's that's it. The show's over. Movie's over. Yep. We move on. And you're just in backstage segments and stuff. So it's very odd where, you know, the acclaimed should just be defended. They should have fought on this show, you know, against a private party or something. You just have a real dominant victory and then kind of lay out what's happening. But instead, they're not even on the show. Yeah. You like your hottest act, not on the show. Just really bizarre. Uh, so FTR versus Swerve in our glory next week. Uh, what else do we have? We had Darby Allen getting attacked by Jay Lethal. Yeah, it's, I found this quite funny because Jay Lethal basically wants another match and Darby says, no, you keep doing this. You keep losing against people and then be like, I want another match. It's like, I can't have more matches with you, yeah. dude. So they just, Beat him up. Yeah, they put the figure four on him while he's like underneath a, a gate here yeah. at some point. So yeah. I imagine some kind of falls count anywhere hardcore match between these two. I don't care. Don't care. Darby, don't care. this is being death for Darby right now. He's he's a hot act, and especially at this time when you don't have your your top stars. Darby Allen is one of your stars. He shouldn't be pissing around with Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt. Yeah, and it, no Satnam Singh anywhere this week. And and it's just weird because Wardlow's talking about how he's teaming with Joe to face two guys I don't know or don't care about from Ring of Honor, which is apparently still a show. And then Darby's just floating around doing nothing. It's just like, wouldn't he be better suited with the title to do title match? Like, just yeah. a lot of stuff just doesn't make sense when it kind of writes itself. But yeah. it just they're going out of their way to not make things work. Yeah. It's really bizarre. Uh, we go to a great segment with oh boy. MJF interrupting William Regal to come out and cuts this fantastic promo. I mean, since Regal coming into AEW, we were waiting for some really killer promo segments. And this this one definitely delivered. MJF gives us this great story painting the picture of how uh, years ago when he was training with Pat Buck and Brian Myers. Says they're great guys. I believe it. He says, shout out, create a pro wrestler. Uh, mentions that he was hired to be like, you know extra staff jobber cops essentially at the Barclays center he has a line where he's like and say what you will about that but that was the only game in town yeah. right then so this was a huge opportunity exactly he says ww is the only thing going at the time he then says william regal picked me out of the crowd saw me wrestle some quick you know in hand, matches that were basically to try out matches and stuff and regal basically said sell me yourself exchange emails and mjf explains the story where he would go back and forth regal trying to get some you know expertise send, and advice send me stuff once a month yeah and then regal slowly one month by month kind of 
The slow ghost. Yeah, the slow ghost. Everyone knows the We've slow ghost. We've all been ghost. there, guys. Big fan of the slow ghost. Yeah, Regal slow ghosted MJF here, and he he took it to heart, and he says, every day I wake up reading this email that, you know, I wasn't good enough. And He said, like, I'm a really busy man, yeah. and uh, basically said, what you sent me, show me is you're good at acting, but the game's moved on, and we need top athletes, so yeah. come back to me when you're a top athlete, because you ain't that. He says, uh, you squand- you tried to squander my dream, but instead you just lit a fire under my ass. And then you got fired. And look, you come crawling to my company. And now you just know that I'm another big part. You'll be stuck here. And look, you messed up. He basically says, you fumbled the bag. And the crowd are chanting, you fucked up at William Regal. Because yeah. like, MJF is big deal. He says, you're only adding to the bidding war of 2024. Because I'm going to take that title from your boy, John Moxley, one way or another. And, uh, yeah. And, and, and goes off about this email when William Regal rebuttal saying, like, that's it. Like, you're upset that I, I didn't give you advice via email. That's pretty easy there, sunshine. I had to fight and claw. I wrestled at carnivals in England and kind of goes off and he be says, like, when I was 16. I had grown men. Like beating, beating me, up. me up and punching me in the face. And you could do that then, but you can't do that now. So I wish I could have done that to you, but the best I could do was an email to light yeah. a fire under your ass. He says, well, if you know you want to make a name for yourself, you got to do just that, MJF. So he says, why don't you do it right now? I was always a villain, but I was a, a classy villain. I never put my hands on Tony Schiavone. I'd say a lot of mean things to him, but I never hit him. He's not someone who, who steps in between these ropes. You want to make a name for yourself? And he turns around and says, why don't you make a name for yourself right now, MJF? Do what you want to do. Hit me from behind. Hit me, essentially. And MJF puts on his diamond ring, very uh, like fitting with Regal always using the, the brass knucks yeah. and stuff. And uh, MJF can't do it. He doesn't hit him from behind. And that's when Regal says, yeah, you still got a lot to prove. Basically, salt in the wound there. Uh, but fantastic stuff. Oh, from, this is beautiful. Yeah, I, I mean, MJF just is the best promo for years now in the game and I, proving it again. I love that for for most of this year, if you go back to the punk feud as well, um, MJF has been kind of giving us his origin story. Like he's come, he's been... The this, villain origin story. Yeah, he's been this huge villain, the biggest villain in the company since day one, a complete asshole. And, but you're starting to understand why. You're You're hearing like the the stuff about anti-Semitism from uh, being a kid and having like nickels and dimes thrown at him. And, and then uh, the, the stuff with punk uh, leaving and, and letting him down uh, by doing that. And now this, this email, which is by all accounts, a, a true story as yeah, well. Yeah. You're hearing all these things and you go, that's why you've been this prick all the time. And it's almost this slow redemption story. And we're seeing it slowly with the, um, you know, the, the telling the firm to back off and the beginning of this segment where he takes the ring off and he's like, no, no ring, no brass nuts. We're going to have a chat here. And he could have easily done the punch to Regal behind, but went no. And especially with the, the end of the show, which we'll get to, I think they're doing such a great slow turn with him. And to cement it, he even tweeted out, Cincinnati, I tried Skyline Chili, not mid, my bad, carry on. So putting over Skyline Chili as well. Would MJF six months ago have put over Skyline Chili? Absolutely not. Gotta try this. <laughs> so, chili. And then, and then Regal coming back with like, basically, 
maybe maybe it was true maybe it wasn't but yeah i did this deliberately to like because i couldn't beat the shit out of you yeah um i i thought it was awesome regal is is a great promo as well and when he's he needs to be used for things like this he's fantastic um this was a money money segment here yeah and just mjf is Oh boy, I'm loving watching this character every week. Uh, I like the fact that he was also Regal's. Like, I saw you wanted to shake Yuta's hand. I saw the way like you're kind of yeah. you're, you are baby facing, but you're you're treading water. You're on the route to being a huge deal here. Also, Regal said, "I don't put my name on many people, but when I do, it means something." And I put my name to Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, yeah. and John Moxley. And he's he's like, "I'd put my name on you too." Yeah. Um, I, I thought this was very, very strong. What if William Regal signed MJF to NXT all those years back? Uh, Would be a different story. I don't think we'd get the same MJF either. Yeah, so. I don't think so. Yeah, definite, uh, fantastic promo. Basically going, where are they going with this? What are they trying to sell me on? They sell you on it by the yeah. end of the show. Absolutely. Great stuff. And I did think it was interesting at the end here, Regal having the final word. I was kind of down on that. But by the end of the show, it made sense. Yeah. Because I thought... MJF should have got the better of him here, but it was kind of weird Regal ending it, but obviously by the end, we see why. Uh, we get some videos for the Peacock, Dalton Castle, who's going to be facing Jericho in a little bit for the ROH title. And then a sit-down interview with Renee, Brian Danielson, and Wheeler Yuda. Mm. And Danielson kind of mentioning, you know, he didn't get the job done with Jericho and the Jericho Appreciation Society and all that stuff. And the turn that he didn't see coming with Daniel Garcia and Wheeler Yuta just kind of stepping up here being like, yo, fuck you, man. I saw it coming. Why were you like, why are you trusting this guy? How's like, are you new? Like, I'm the kid and you're the one making these mistakes. He's basically like very, we mentioned it's kind of Cobra Kai with the, mm. the different dojos and the leaders and the, and the senseis and pretty much like step parents here. Like, well, wait a second. <laughs> I, I, I thought Yuta was great here yeah. and justifiably like had a point. He's like, dude, you, I bled to join this this group. Yeah. Like you, you and Moxie beat the living shit out of me to get your respect, and you're just this guy is like, oh, you're my hero, and you're just saying he could be the best wrestler in the world. I'm sat right fucking here, dude. Yeah. Um, and I, walks off. Yeah. Uh, Never meet your heroes, and he leaves. Yeah. Really. Uh, I thought this was pretty pretty interesting, and I think they're doing quite a nice job with with Yuta. I could see, uh, I could see that match now. Danielson Yuta. Yeah. Kind of going that. Absolutely. I don't know what direction we're going in with the different things. It's- well, it, it's interesting because Chris Jericho's just signed a three year contract extension and I'm pretty sure it's to, to finish this storyline. With- <laughs> no, he still has to feud with Eddie Kingston still. Not, yeah. <laughs> this has been going on for months. It, it's still like, it's still. Yeah. Catch- but Jericho's feuds are long. Uh, and I, I hope we do kind of move on after full gear, but I, I it does still have my interest. Well, we go to Chris Jericho re- versus Dalton Castle, putting the ROH title on the line because he's going up against former Ring of Honor champions. Dalton Castle, the Peacock, making his entrance with all the boys. Very uh, exciting. I'm sure a lot of people, first time watching this, instantly getting like sucked into this because the visuals of it are I will him say, are great. yeah... Uh, we were down on the Rampage show, but I thought Dalton Castle did a great job of getting over on that show. Yeah. And uh, our friend Trav was there and, and your girlfriend was there who, who've who never seen this guy before. Yeah. And both of them were like, that was great. Who's this, who guy? this guy? This peacock guy. And I think with the entrance and everything, I think he actually, 
this character works on TV. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Dalton Castle, Chris Jericho, ROH title. Uh, the boys, there's like multiple boys ringside, and they start to stop swagger every time he tries to get involved for Jericho. And eventually they take his hat. And this just oh. sparks uh, a fire under his ass. He beats the living piss out of them and says, don't touch my hat. So uh, you learned here first, don't touch uh, Jake Hager's hat. Yeah. Here, uh, apparently. Um there's then uh, Dalton Castle locking in all different moves. Is there a move that he calls the Julia Newmar, or am I crazy? Uh, I thought Excalibur oh, called it sure. that. Uh, there's the Lion Salt that's countered into like a, a almost bridging German from Dalton, which was great. He eventually hits the Bangarang, which is like, like spin-out sitting face buster, which is his finish, but Jericho gets out of it. Jericho puts Dalton Castle in the walls of Jericho, but eventually Dalton gets out of that. He's eventually hit with the Judas effect and Jericho retains the ROH title in a pretty good match. I mean, Dalton Castle has been someone I really was into, I'd say almost three, four, five years ago when he was like mm. Ring of Honor champion and was the guy over in Ring of Honor. I did always think he had personality and the match quality that could make it for a TV. So I was really excited to see him here and just yet again being the drum of Jericho's just having quite a hell of a year and uh, don't at me, but Chris Jericho, wrestler of the year, uh, in my opinion, he's just had like TV matches yeah. have been delivering left and right. And this was, a, a, I had no interest in this match, to be honest. And they, they, they proved me wrong. I thought, uh, I, I think Dalton Castle has done a really good job of maximizing the, the TV time he's got so far. I, I thought this was a pretty, pretty fun match as well. And the crowd got into it. Um, and, and, popped for yeah a lot of Dalton Castle's spots which a lot of people possibly haven't seen before um I like if you're going this like ring of honor story with Jericho I think it is important to have uh the guy you're facing show up the week before to cut a to cut some sort of promo yeah you could even do it like after the match finishes the next opponent comes out just better than just the cold graphic of what we're getting next week where you're like oh okay um and I think it's it's possibly a good idea to get some of these Ring of Honor characters over if you're looking to to sell this. I think it's way better than suddenly just having Gates of Agony come in yeah. cold where no one knows who they are. Going back and forth with Jericho, holding your own against Jericho. I think Bandido did a, a great job of selling himself. And I think Dalton Castle did as well. Yeah. So interested to see who... They get coming up next, but maybe the next segment spells it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was going to say, like, I know the AEW keeps bringing in, bringing in people and signing people left and right, but Dalton definitely instantly fit in yeah. uh, here. Uh, so I'm, I'm interested to see where they can go. With. They also announced a uh, final battle. Final uh, battle. 3 p.m. start time, yeah, which I think is a good idea. Yeah. Um, uh, on Saturday. Uh, Dalton Castle one time kissed me. Ah, nice. I had lunch with him one time. Very nice. A, a law meet and greet was ring was it of consensual. He he asked me. Uh, actually, I don't think he did. He he kissed me on the cheek and then took a photo with me. Uh, shout out Dalton Castle. He used to be a, a radio jock. He was oh, yeah? mo- moonlighting at, I believe, Buffalo or Albany, Rochester, somewhere. He told me a story. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Dalton. But he was basically like he knew he was really funny. He loved wrestling. Started wrestling. Starting. Started skipping out on some shifts at the radio station because he was, you know, getting good as a wrestler. And then look at him now, former Ring of Honor champion. Shout out Dalton Castle. But Jericho, after this, uh, he talks some shit 
about Ring of Honor. It says he's beaten up Ring of Honor champions. He's beaten up Ring of Honor ring announcers. It's time to beat up Ring of Honor commentators as he puts his sights on Ian Riccoboni. Was was I alone here of shouting, no, not Ian. Beat up anyone but Ian Riccoboni. I love Ian Riccoboni. When he's saved, sort of, by Jerry Lynn, who yeah. comes out and says, Jericho, don't do this, which got my attention as the Jericho Appreciation Society beat the shit out of Jerry Lynn. And for whatever reason, Jericho tombstones him on, on the, the title. title. On the stage, yeah. Okay, so, like, there's a lot to unpack here. Are we getting Jericho, Jerry Lynn? <laughs> it, I mean... That they put over Lynn's like neck injuries, so I think this is more of a write off for Lynn. Yeah, but perhaps I mean someone's now got to step in and be like, "Whoa, whoa, you can't do that to Jerry." So like, who is the savior for Jerry Lynn here? I don't. What other Ring of Honor champions like do we have that we could do this angle? PCO has definitely put his name in the hat of like, "Hey, let's do a let's do a Ring of Honor Jericho versus PCO match." Okay, but I don't think he's the one to like step up for Jerry Lynn. What, PCO? No, yeah, no, so, really. like, are we getting Loki? Are we getting Senshi? Samoa Joe, I guess? Uh, I don't know. Joe makes the most sense. Just a little distracted by the room right now, because someone, uh, I guess a first-time listener, has said, if I had to guess your guy's names, ages, and jobs, the guy with the black hat, being you, yeah. is named Eddie Fox, 23, and escape shop, board shop manager. 23, wow. And guy on the right is Oliver Bunting, 36, and he stands on top of a water slide saying, yep. To the next person. Very odd. 36. Come on. He's giving me 23. I know. This is I'm mad. Yeah, you're pretty mad at that. Yeah, uh, yeah Jerry Lynn, uh, I, I want to see him wrestle again, but I don't think we will after taking this bump from Jericho. But you know, we love our Jerry Lynn. Check out our best match ever, Jerry Lynn RVD uh, match p- podcast. But damn, uh, Jerry Lynn getting attacked here by Chris Jericho. I'm kind of for it. I like it. I'm liking this Ocho Ring of Honor Jericho thing. Uh, again, I'm really into Jericho this year. And you're saying, they're saying he's signed this extension to mm. 2025. There's a whole lot he's going to, you know, do for a lot of these young wrestlers and a lot of uh, the talent here in AEW. And I think after 2025, gives him enough time to end his career with a WrestleMania. Yes. <laughs> Jericho at a WrestleMania for sure before he retires. Uh, we get the baddie section who are really upset that they still don't have Jade's TBS title. Yeah. Um, which uh, you mentioned going to Rampage last week with like a lot of some fans and some of our friends, like not casual, just casual yeah. viewers. My girlfriend was like, so wait, the storyline is the other girl stole her title. And I went, yeah, yeah, it, it happens a lot in wrestling. Like they, someone always steals the title. She goes, that's not very creative. <laughs> I, I hate these stories because I'd just be like, went, you're right. <laughs> I, I'm the champion though. Can you like, what? Like, all right. Yeah. You're carrying my title around. Really, you're, really. you're going through airport security with that. Okay. Yeah. I'm still the champ. I am the champ. Yeah. Um, yeah. What Jade says, uh, she threatens Tony Khan that if she doesn't get the title back, she'll hijack rampage for the whole 60 minutes on Friday. That sounds like a way better show than we saw. Yeah. Just an hour of Jade? Sure. I'm down for that rampage. Yeah, it sounds better than what we went through yeah. last week. <laughs> we go to our main event, Cincinnati's own John Moxley, the AEW champion, defending against Hangman Page with MJF looming, chilling up in the rafters with the, the chip, waiting to watch the outcome of this match or possibly interrupt it. Uh, Hangman attacks Moxley during Moxley's entrance here to set things up. They're going at it. The crowd is 
super hot for John Moxley here when Hangman Page hits a moonsault off the crowd into the crowd. I don't know. This was nuts. Yeah, off the like concourse balcony. This is yeah. crazy. Reminded me of Io Shirai always doing this yeah, moonsault or here. Coda. Yeah, like this. Hurricane. Yeah, exactly. This was just awesome. Somehow Moxley's bleeding. Naturally, of course, he's always bleeding. Uh, there's then uh, commentary selling that Moxley, you know, grew up on the east side of Cincinnati, which I guess is the, the tough side. Uh, Moxley comes back and hits a cutter for a near fall. They're then fighting on the apron. There's a dead eye, which damn near kills him, which looked crazy. Hangman's in control with the fallaway slam off the top. There's the comebacker. There's then a huge King Kong lariat from John Moxley, which sends Hangman spiraling. Mm which he then does not get up from. The referee, you said it was, I think, Paul Turner, think Paul Turner, who goes in there to check on him, which then Doc calls Samson. in Docs. Docs Docs are in there. The ref waves it off and rings the bell. Uh, watching at home, definite, like, okay, is this part of the story? Is this an angle here? But it is determined, no, this is actually, uh, Hangman has been uh, rendered unconscious. He looked like he was knocked out here, concussion, uh, which we've kind of mentioned off the top of the show, and I'm sure more information has come out this week will come out and stuff. But uh, as we're we're recording this the next day, uh, Meltzer has re- reported that he has been released from the hospital. Yeah. It was a concussion, but yeah, very scary this, part. Yeah, this was super scary. I, I was getting into the match. I thought uh, these two were really going at it. Obviously, I, I feel we were going, we were like getting towards the like uh, the home stretch, like the, the end of it Yeah, uh, when this happened. And at first you go, oh, was this meant to happen? Was it not? Because it's almost a way of, you know, it's wrestling. Oh, it kind of almost protects Hangman, like yeah. being not taking the pin. So uh, you're thinking that, and then it's quite clear when you go, Excalibur does the the slowest rundown of the upcoming things. And it's, it's Taz who basically, because they're not showing Hangman, and then it's Taz that's just like, look, sorry, I can't concentrate here. Something yeah. serious is happening in the ring. And that's when you go, oh shit, this is real. And like, yeah, my stomach just sank. Like I felt ill because you, we've obviously had tragedies in wrestling before and, uh, just worried for Hangman. And, and it just seemed weird. Like they've, they're zooming in very closely on, on Mox, who's kind of, kind of celebrate Regal slowly goes down to talk to Mox. You're then seeing on Twitter pictures of the ropes being removed, pictures of like, Mox praying in the ring and yeah, really, really scary. And you had about what, seven minutes left on the show at this point. A, a really tough spot to put everyone else involved. Like the commentary are being thrown to talk, but they can't really talk about that. So they're trying not to talk about that. And it, then they're like, okay, how about we promo next week? Which is like, oh, but like you got like it. The directive is yeah. like to like not no. draw focus to it. But Taz was like, we, we have to. Yeah. Like, sorry, something's. And you see it in sports, like you have it in sports, like you, you, like you, you can't keep this a secret. Yeah. Like there's thousands of people there who are filming this and seeing it. So, uh, but yeah, it was definitely Taz on commentary that made me feel like, oh God, something seriously bad's happened here. Uh, Moxley then has the mic and says, uh, that he hopes Hangman is okay and that he, he made it, he made it a little worse for me, unfortunately, because he he then says like, I hope he can walk and talk and and see his baby again. I was like, dude, is this guy dead in the ring right now? What don't say, like, I'm terrified. I got even more scared. I'm sure Mox just was spooked as well like, i couldn't imagine yeah uh, uh again hangman given the thumbs up on the way out of, on the stretcher yeah. and then now being released like okay I, you know concussions are crazy and again I, I said earlier like we gotta remember these people are entertaining us and they're they're actually taking these bumps they're actually doing these moves this isn't uh uh 
you know, CGI or, or, or stuff like that or pre-taped stuff. This is a live action in a crowd. Like a lot of bad things can happen and, and do happen sometimes. But uh, thankful so far that he it seems to be he's, he's OK. But damn, this was very scary. And then the whirlwinds of emotions continue because they have an angle to, to mm-hmm. end the show with to hype up their pay-per-view where John Moxley calls out MJF. And well, MJF comes down to the ring. They show he left his box during the match. And he comes out with a referee, very money in the bank esque edge with the dragging the ref, but then says, No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna prove to you that I am a man and that I am the next big thing in wrestling because I'm not gonna to come out here and attack you from behind. I'm gonna challenge you when I want you at one hundred percent Moxley. And that is gonna be me versus you, AEW title, full gear. So yeah. Great. Like I think this is what I got to earlier. It's like MJF has the final word. I think he's, this is him kind of stepping up and knowing he's going to be the guy. Uh, I like it. I like it rather than the cash in. And I think it kind of made sense. I think they overdid it with the shooting to the box over the last couple of weeks. But the payoff was here where you shoot to the box and he's he's not there. You're like, oh shit, what's, what's happening? Um, and I guess learned their lesson from the last pay-per-view cycle where it's a month away, like literally a month today till, till this pay-per-view and we know the main event. Yeah. Which is, they don't do that. It's good. good. And they, they haven't done that for the last, last few pay-per-views really. And I think this was, was very strong. It's made me, we've already seen this match. We saw MJF Moxie at what was it all out a couple of years ago? Um, Yeah. 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 And, uh, I am way more hyped for it this time. Yeah, again, like uh, not downplaying the like craziness of the the injury and the like. We were all like kind of scared and shook by what was going on with Hangman. But then to have the like flurry of then MJF coming out acting all nuts and hype, it, it made like the last hour of the sh- the last like bit of the show make it made me so like like to it. I don't know what, oh, yeah, what it was. But I mean, crazy. Yeah, it's it's horrible because something awful yeah happened. hangman by yeah. all accounts he's he's fine and he's doing well and he's appreciative of all the support and stuff but what a wild like final 10 minutes like my emotions were all over the place yeah mjf but made it incredibly exciting tv yeah it, it was it was really good it was really captivating and, and instantly sold me on this match you know we didn't we know now this is the match i like that they're telling us way ahead of time to know what yeah. this match is mjf cutting this fire promo at the end saying he wants him at 110 percent to prove to you and everyone that he is better than you and you know it mox then grabs the mic and is like yo you're gonna eat the heel of my boot i'm gonna wipe you in new york i'm gonna clear yeah i'm gonna murder you and and basically says you don't know how dangerous i am i I want to try and find the like fight tv uh or version of it yeah because there was a lot of censored stuff and i want to know what he was calling uh but then this sets up for full gear one-on-one which is just awesome but honestly this was an awesome episode of dynamite i think really one of my favorites and you heard us riffing on how much we hated how they treated us at rampage last week Mm -hmm. in toronto even dynamite wasn't it was it was good last week but nowhere near the excitement of this week it just this week had just so much going on jerry lynn getting attacked yeah injuries yeah promos everything was was hitting on on this episode for me so uh really enjoyed it and got me excited for the pay-per-view which is something they really needed to do uh, i thought so uh cheer, cheers to them for doing that yeah i i really enjoyed 
wrestling last night. Yeah. I thought it was a good one too, of uh, one of the strongest NXTs for a while, uh, a very strong newsworthy AEW. Uh, wrestling's good. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a solid night of wrestling and uh, yeah, we're just happy to be here. We are indeed. Yeah, thoughts and prayers to uh, Hangman. Definitely all the good vibes sending out to the, the hangar there for sure. I hope he's okay. Uh, we got Halloween Havoc coming up this weekend, Saturday night. I will be watching and then we will be going live. I will be going live with Andrew Thompson from Post Wrestling. It's always a fun time uh, when me and him get to chop it off. It's basically just trying to make him laugh for <laughs> two hours while talking about wrestling. So that'll be fun. That'll be super spooky with Halloween Havoc. Uh, for all the other podcasts, though, five bucks a month, North American tier, patreon.com slash up next. You get access to hundreds of podcasts and it equals pennies. Per show this week, Halloween Havoc 1997 review, the Omen original movie review, Karate Kid Part Two, sorry, Karate Kid Part Three, yes, review, and all the other stuff that's out there for this month, all the Hocus Pocus reviews, all the other wrestling reviews, everything coming up there. Go check us out, only five bucks, and it's how we keep the lights on here at the BDE, and we appreciate you listening and hanging out with us. Felt like a doozy of a show, chatting two hours oh, of, yeah. of wrestling, but we hope you uh, didn't mind it too much. But thank you, guys. At Up Next Podcast on Twitter. And hey, full gear. We will be there. Post-wrestling turns five. We can't wait. We may even have some things up our sleeve mm. for the full gear, basically pre-show with post-wrestling and stuff. All I can say is uh, follow the neon rabbit. No, wait. <laughs> follow the neon frog rivet rivet yeah something like that hey thanks guys i myself brayton harrington you can find me on twitter and i'm on instagram at the bray d and you can find me at davy portman that's it that's all take care goodbye be safe and shout out hangman page oh hoy You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard-to-recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things. With a program that complements your regular recycling. Because plastics can be so much more. Give this trash the second chance it was hoping hard-to-recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag program happening in your neighborhood today.